0: This is the red right-hand Megan Mason, and you're listening to Wrestling With
1: Entertainment. This is the Misfit Crystal Moon, and you're listening to Wrestling With Entertainment.
2: Yo, guys. It's the Saginaw Psychonaut, Chris Robinson here, and you're listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. Hello,
1: hello, hello, and welcome to the show at Wrestling With... Entertainment, bringing you the latest exclusive breaking news, previewing and reviewing the latest shows from WWE, AEW, New Japan, everything in between, every Saturday, interviewing all your favorite wrestlers every Wednesday on YouTube and taskbox sponsored by Rogue Energy Use promo code Wrestling with E for ten percent off your next purchase. I am of course your host, James J, alongside Kaliko Yachts.
3: It is a good day today. I got my good sweats on, I'm going to have my good drink, and we're going to have a good interview.
1: And Scooter Dust.
3: Eating a clock is very time consuming.
1: And it is a great day for wrestling, because we are wrestling with the psychedelic psychronaut Christian. Robinson.
2: Hello, guys. Part two. It's the Part psychedelic Psychonaut here. Part two. Part two. Bringing you all the latest updates in my life.
1: The Psychonaut Strikes Back. Ooh, that's going to be the bill. The Psychonaut <laughs> Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm back.
2: back.
1: Now, could you tell us uh, what you got coming up
2: next? Sure. So next week, I'll actually be at Unsanctioned Pro in Ohio. Ooh. That'll be very, very fun because a whole backstory here. This whole summer has been a whirlwind because there's been a lot going on. You know, uh, I. Uh, I picked up a couple of jobs. I started wrestling more, like, just around the country, you know, in terms of the, the Midwest and the East Coast. And I was at Paradigm this summer. And I had a match with Chase Holiday and Eli Knight that changed the course of my, my summer, you know. And, yeah, the, the unsanctioned promoter, Derek. He saw that match and was like, I don't know why we haven't been booking this guy, you know, because parallel to you guys, I was on Derek's second unsanctioned show ever with Young, Dumb, and Broke. And uh, I remember I did a run-in for Young, Dumb, and Broke. I did a 630. Like, I, I was, like, managing a match. Ref got distracted, 630. He was like, you know, I remember you then. And, like, you know, it's crazy, like. You know, like, it's it's a wild world, whirlwind of events because I'll be facing Ace Perry, someone who have actually been, like, watching, been in locker rooms with the past couple months, and, like, that's a, you know, that's a big one for me, like, just how different he is and how, how much experience he has. And now I'm starting to get the opportunity to work people that that'll help me, you know, as but, much as like I'm there and I'm like, yeah, you know, I just wrestled two cold Scorpio.
1: And we'll get into that.
2: <laughs> like, it's been wild. <laughs> yeah. But unsanctioned pro after that, I'll be at Sean's Sean Henderson's promotion. Sean Henderson presents. I can't, say the match I'm in now because it hasn't been announced, and I don't know when it'll be announced. Uh, but, yeah, there's a big couple couple matches coming out there, too. So sounds Yeah, like, I'm just surprising people. Surprising myself.
1: Sounds like you're um, trying to end the year with a couple of bangers.
2: Yes. Yes, a couple of bangers, as I said, so. but yeah, Paradigm, Pan-African, unsanctioned. I just made my debut for Blitzkrieg like two weeks ago. I want to come back. I don't know if it's going to happen back, but I think the crowd is pretty hyped to see me, you know. Even it's weird going to somewhere like Massachusetts and some of the people actually knowing who you are. But <laughs> like, I've never, you know, I've, I've never been there, like, the rest of Massachusetts. And like uh, like I said earlier, I didn't actually say it during the recording, but I, as much as I have believed myself, I'm confident in myself. I definitely don't see myself as like the big star that I could be yet. Right. So I'm, um, it's, it's wild. Like it's, it's crazy.
1: And could you tell
0: us like even
2: can...
1: uh yeah continue
2: even uh just like the people I've been in the locker rooms with for the past like past couple months and like wait dude, how can I how could I forget this I was at AEW yesterday <laughs> oh and so yes yeah, so I was at AEW yesterday I was I wasn't backstage or anything so. Not oh, okay. like, <laughs> but I was, AW yeah, <laughs> came to Philly, A-W came to Philly, and.
1: I was just about uh, to say, it was the, but like, I, oh wow, <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> Christian, are you doing?
2: Yes. Okay, I don't know. I'm sorry, I don't know what happened.
1: No, yeah,
2: you're fine. Um, so, my first job is a landscaping job, which pays great. So, like, you know, it's, I love doing that because I'm getting to learn about gardening and just landscaping. I'm getting to put other tools in my uh, box of life, per se. Um, And my second job is I work at a gymnastics center. I don't teach gymnastics, but I teach a ninja course. So.
1: Like a ninja warrior?
2: Yes, yes, literally. So I work with primarily like first to third graders. So it's hard to like get them to concentrate. If that makes any sense. Like I totally understand like, teachers that teach like young kids now like you know it's, yeah. it's a hard thing it's a hard yep. skill to have too to be patient and, and not only be patient but to get people to learn yeah uh, that was my but, previous life I was, a, I was a school teacher yeah uh, what, what grades in, did you teach
3: elementary Yep. Yeah. One, two, six, I'm still
2: licensed in fact yeah, yeah. and and then you can imagine, it's especially for me, it's hard for me to be tough on my little kids it's just trying to have fun. <laughs> but, you know, it's quick that, like, they don't listen to just, like, if I'm like, yo, guys, like, chill out and, let's like, stand in a straight line and eyes forward, mouth shut, like, they don't listen to that. You kind of got to be like, hey, like, you guys, if I catch you guys talking twice, you're not listening twice, you got to sit out telling your parents or whatever you know like and yeah it's crazy but the reason I brought up this, uh, this job this, this, uh, this day yesterday I was at my landscaping gig and my friends uh, John and Jim they're actually comedians uh, they're actually doing like pretty well too like pretty well like not that I didn't think they could do it but like they're pretty fast like Less than a year, already traveling and making people laugh, like making people cry. Like it's it's wild. But they're hitting me up, and I'm in a group chat. I'm in a lot of group chats, but uh, I don't pay attention to all of them. And this one was like divine timing because I looked in the group chat just this one day, and everyone talked about, "Are you guys ready to go see AEW tonight?" And my friend John's like, "Yeah." And he's like, yo, my girlfriend can't go because, like, she doesn't go. And, like, can extra your ticket, though. And then, like, I just happened to see it right then. And I'm like, wait, you guys are going to AEW? And they're like, they're all like, yes. Like, you see that you saw the chat. like, <laughs> And they're like, they're like, you know, come with us. And I was like, oh, but I have work at, like, four. So I get done landscaping at around, like, three. I get home. I have an hour. To get ready for my second job, and my class is only an hour as of right now, so I'll go in at about 4:45. I'll be done at like 6:05. So when I was trying to set this up and see what happened, I was like, "Oh, like I don't know if because I have work and I'll be done at six, and then like I gotta get home or whatever." But my friend was like, "Yo, like." I can just Uber you to my house and then we can go and then, but what I didn't realize, like, we weren't going, like, the Wells Fargo Center or anything. It was just, like, temple. So, when I got Ubered to my friend's house, I'm like, oh, we're just walking there. It was, like, a 10-minute walk. Got in, saw AEW and, man, I'll tell you, it was definitely a big motivator. Just, like, seeing, even seeing people I've been in locker rooms with for the past three years, like, just like there, like bro, dude. I literally ollied over Daniel Garcia's like <laughs> gear bag, like two months ago, and then he's just wrestling CM Punk. And that was the first time I'd ever met Daniel Garcia. I actually know who he was. Just like he's been killing it for. Actually, that wasn't the first time, I met him, but that was like. I feel like the first I did that, and he saw me. I didn't know it was his gear bag, and I feel like after that, he's like, "This kid's pretty." you know so but yeah just seeing that and just like I'm like this guy's really wrestling you know he's a hard worker like if you know even like I don't think he he probably doesn't post like how hard he works or videos or anything but like you know if you know him you know how hard he works and that's I'm just fucking happy for that guy and I don't even know him from, like, you know, I don't know him, like, personally or anything, like, just through passing. But that's, like, you know, right. that's, that's, a, that's a big, big motivator.
1: And, uh, you know, last time we, we talked, you were uh, telling us, like, you had um, maybe one, maybe two matches a month. It seems like uh, it kind of picked up in this last year, no?
2: Yes, it certainly picked up. Um, I know this month's a little slow, in particular. Not September actually, but oh no, we're not in September. We're, we're not September. I'm wrestling once this month. I know I'm actually kind of injured, like no lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll 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 say I wrestled two cold Scorpio and. Yes. When I took his Houston Hangover, no, his Harlem, no Houston. When I took his Houston Hangover, I put my hand up, and like I don't know why I did that, (laughs) but (laughs) this, uh, as you know, Two Gold Scorpio is a pretty beefy guy. That like re-injured my wrist because like I skate like all the time, all the time, um, and my wrist is kind of messed up from skating. I know two years ago my wrist was like really messed up like because I was like training a lot. I was wrestling like the most I had been. I was skateboarding. I just got back into skateboarding. I was taking a lot of damage. Yeah. And that re-injured. I did a bad landing on a 630 like three months ago and like my neck is kind of like Like, I feel it. I'll Hmm. say that. Like, I'm definitely more cautious and wary of uh, my body and things that I choose to do.
1: Now, well, Scooter, you have a question.
2: Now,
3: you, you, actually, yeah, let's go with this. Uh, Tell us about your experience in the Sean Henderson Cup.
2: Ooh, which one? <laughs> the,
3: the one over the last that, that happened in the last year. Okay.
2: I uh I'm trying to think.
0: Marcus Mathers?
2: Oh yeah, I'm I'm looking at the poster right in front of me. I'm like I, I, <laughs> Marcus Mathers and Jimmy Lloyd. Um it was great. I love that match. Um I don't even going into there. Like so, this is a theme throughout um, my Sean Henderson promotion bookings. Like sometimes getting there might be a little stressful because, like, <laughs> young, dumb, and broke. I don't know if you guys. I think I said it, time They're like, you know, those are my best friends in wrestling. Yeah. You know, if I'm Kelso in that seventy show, then Dom's Eric, Pat Tide I don't know who Charlie. Charlie's Kelso too. <laughs> um, Jordan's definitely not Fez, but no. But those, those are my guys. So, um, I know getting there can be a little stressful, and I got there kind of late. And I know I was like super nervous because I was like, I just want this to be good. Like, you know what I mean? I just want this to be like. You know, I just wanted to be good, like. <laughs> but it ended up being like a great match. Like, ended up being one of my favorite matches there. You know, I I love Marcus Mathers. Like, I actually saw Marcus Mathers at AEW yesterday. It was it was sick. <laughs> <laughs> I I went to go get some chicken and peeps in the line. Who do I see standing in the line? I see the man himself, the ace of H2O, Marcus Mathers. You know, and then we're talking. And my friend that watches me wrestle, he's coming down because he knew I was getting food, and he's like, "Yo, can you like grab me food?" And I'm like, "He's like, 'Girl, it's Marcus Mathers,' like you know." And it was just like even cool for him to be like, "Damn, like you know, wrestlers are here." Like Brett Lauderdale was there. Lauderdale, Brett Lauderdale was there, and uh, it was funny because I was just talking to Marcus. I turn around and I hear his voice, and it's like, uh, I forget what he says, and I'm like, oh shit, it's real right now. Everyone, <laughs> like, you know, and I was like, bro, like, this is wrestling's great right now. That's. So
1: Sounds like that like, AEW show was just, the crowd was just as star studded as the show itself.
2: Yes. There was a, a fuck Ben Simmons chant there. Like, and. I play basketball. Like, I didn't play on a team or anything, but I I play – I play recreationally. Like, I I love to hoop. And I don't care what anyone says. Like, Ben Simmons might not have been able to shoot those – the biggest moments on his, I guess, career when all the eyes are on him. But, like, I think it's just a confidence thing, like a mental block. And everything else about his game is very elite, like, you know. So, like, I feel for the guy because I couldn't imagine, like, you know, <laughs> just being a basketball player and, like, or just any kind of athlete. And, like, this isn't even a sport. And they're, like, you know, locked in. It's, like, <laughs> this wild. But, yeah, it's – uh. The star-studded crop, great show, great entertainment. Tony Khan, for some reason, he reminds me of Sean Henderson a little bit.
0: <laughs> really?
2: I don't know. I don't know you guys. So, if you know Sean Henderson, you know Sean Henderson's the nicest guy, right? Sean Henderson like would not hurt a fly, like. There have been times like Sean's had to tell me like stuff that's like not like necessarily good in like. You know, and like I can see how much it hurts him, and then like I'm like, damn, dude, like this is like the nicest dude ever, because like when you are super nice and you're like, you know, even me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm like super nice, but I'm definitely like definitely chill, and a lot of times you get people that kind of want to take advantage of the fact that like you might not they think you might not stand for yourself, or they think you might just be chill. Kindness for witness. Yes. Um, And I know for a fact that people, at least, you know, not the people that are in the H2O family and the Sean Henderson Presents family, like, all those people love Sean. We all love Sean. And I don't, I don't don't think there's too many people that have an issue with Sean. like, to be honest, but well, I definitely thought people like, you know, will try to take advantage of your niceness. So like Sean Henderson's the nicest guy. Um, but anyway, he has like that you know like that bushy, like I don't know what the hairstyle is called. <laughs> but him and Tony Khan have like the same hairstyle. <laughs> and like the way he talks and how nice they are, they're just like they're super thankful is like even Tony Khan, like he thanked the fans like twenty times, like after the show, before the show, in between the show, like you know, like you get the vibe of that guy, like people like working for him, you know. Yeah. So
3: and, and that's
2: why that's why everybody's saying because I like working for Sean. Like, I've never had an issue and the things that could be an issue they're not really issues, like, you know? Right. They're, just, they're just, you know? It's like, I know other promoters, like, like things that have, have, has happened and can occur, like, especially with, like, traveling and booking and pay. Like, Sean is, like, he tries his best to, like, meet everyone's, like, requirements, everyone's standards. And, and that's hard, because most of these places, they don't you that have the money, you know, if they can shave you down 30 more bucks, you know, they're going to shave you down 30 more bucks. So, um, I'm thankful. Thankful for that guy. Because even up to a year ago, Sean, he pretty much, like, made a platform for me to show that I can, like, I can do main event matches, I can wrestle, I can, I can do this shit, you know, like, even when it goes back to what I said about wrestling games and pairs, like, someone I can help me. When I mean help, me, I mean, like, someone I can go out there with and, like, show that I can go on the next level with. Like, but that's in this, like, like, generation bracket, too, if that makes sense. Because it's a different thing than wrestling Two Cold Scorpio or any of these, like, big, like, big names. Like, it's an obvious, like, you're taking in everything that they do, right? as a learning experience, like, you know. But with someone like Ace hey, Perry, um, he's definitely been doing it longer. And we're still at similar, I'll say, paths. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to – I'm up and coming. He's up and coming. Like, you know, like, i like show people that, you know, we're the future, but we're also the now, too. So. Right. And Sean's given me the platform to do that this past year. So. Oh. And
1: uh, Kalika, you have a question. Oh. Kalika? Hello? I think we may have lost Kaliko. If he was ever really here to begin with.
0: Yeah, we lost Kaliko.
3: There we go. Oh, he's back. he's back. See, I feel like I have to, like, dying. <laughs> literally do an Undertaker. You have every reincarnated. Time I, a show. <laughs> I am reincarnated. But it's but before I get to my before I get to my question, it's Philly. They booed Santa Claus. I mean, they cheered Michael Irvin with a broken neck on the field. So <laughs> I don't put anything past Philly at this point. I Philly is petty. The the P is for petty in Philly. Anyways, anyways, uh, you said that th- this year was a blur and and you had some extreme highs. And what would you think? Is the was the biggest challenge or the biggest hurdle that you had to go through within that year, especially considering that everything was buzzing and you were just now like this in demand per uh wrestler.
2: I think the biggest challenge, and I know this is not just me, it's a lot of wrestlers, like it's really like I know for me, like I'm confident in myself, and I'm confident in the person and my abilities or whatever, like people love seeing me. People love like bringing the table. And people love like I'm sorry more too, but, like people really love like my personality. Like people i people will always be like, Yo, you chill, like whatever, but like a lot of times like I always like talk it up and be like, yo, you're like, you know, skater, like you're dumb or something like, you know, but even today the my neighbor on my street, uh He stops me he's fixing his car. He's like, dude, me and my wife, like, we love your five, like, and I was like, he's like, we just, like, whenever we see you, like, you remind us of, like, someone from Hawaii. And I was like, you know, it was just, like, a big reminder of, like, you know, you're dope. You don't have to, like, you know, you don't have to worry about, like, adding anything to your game that's not you or, Doing things because people think this is what you should do. If that makes any sense, like uh, even when it comes to like the confidence thing I was just talking about, a lot of times when like stuff doesn't go the way you want them to, and matches or just like even the way people perceive you in wrestling in the back, um, even fans a little bit, but like I, I don't think I have an issue, but I know a lot of people. Like, they have an issue with the way fans see them, too. So, and luckily I haven't, uh, I haven't ran into that. But I know some people, like, definitely were like, oh, I don't know about, you know, I just don't know how, like, like, people thought, like, what things they're saying to me would go, like, out one ear and out the other. And, like, I think some people definitely think I'm cocky and, like, and to be honest, like I always noticed like the at least the rest of I like, the people I looked up to, like they they got called something, like along the lines of like, you know, cocky or arrogant or just like, you know. What? Um in terms of uh like and it's never people you know, it's always people that don't know you. <laughs> where it is because like the people I interact with like, and the people that I know through wrestling I've none of them have ever been like your coffee or any of that they've all been like you need to be more confident yourself. So. um but a lot of times I think through I guess like the internet and through I guess maybe my persona that's not really a persona it is me like they see the skateboard and see the cool the cool moves and like you know, and they, I feel like the way I look, and I'm always smiling. Date, I think a lot of people might assume that, like, oh, you know, he's either cocky or he's chills out. Like, you know, it's always there's no in between. You know, no one ever is like, yeah. People are always like, oh, I love him, or it's like, ah, like you know. So, and I definitely understand it, Um but I think that for sure is like the biggest hurdle, and I know that's. That's not even true for just me. It's true for me and Young Dumb and Broke. Um, Like, even Jordan was, like, rising. Jordan played a heel. So, he definitely, like, played into being cocky and arrogant. But I know a lot of people, like, I know a lot of people were threatened by his rise. Like, you know, like, and... I don't think he'll say that, but I'll definitely say it because I've seen it, I've heard it, I've been in cars with people that don't even know that I'm like boys with like Jordan or Young Dumb, and broken. they're kinda of just like, Yeah, you know, and I'm like, damn, that's what people think and I'm like, That's my boys. like and I understand why they think that. But I I can tell you it's not, you know, like, But
1: isn't that like a thinking. good portal to kinda of have in front of you? Uh being they either like they love me or they hate me, type thing. It's kind of like that polarizing John Cena figure, right?
2: Yes, yes, uh, exactly. Um, because even I didn't feel like this two years ago, everyone loved it, <laughs> like you know, everyone was like, everyone's like Good Burger, like you know, like everyone's like, this dude's you know, I love this guy, and I think the more people I meet, and it's not even. Like, to be honest, it's, like, things I hear, like, people will be saying, people will said about me, you know, I'll be kind of shocked, like, damn, like, you know, no one's ever, like, been like, yo, you're fucking, like, you need to, like, not be, like, you know, you, or you need to not be confident or stop being cocky or whatever, like, no one's ever said that to but I've heard that, you know, people can think that, you know, and, as you said, man, like, it's that John Cena polarizing, like, now, even if they don't think that, even if they don't say I'm cocky, like, I know a lot of people didn't believe that I was, like, who I, who I am, like, you know, like, honestly, until I started showing that I, like, skate, and that, like, you know, just started putting myself out there more, and just started meeting more people, and, like, oh, so this is really you, Like, like, you know, I'm, like, yeah, like, you know, I really do skate, you know, like, like everything I present is me. So, like, I uh, think that.
0: I apologize. I cut you off.
2: No, you're fine. Uh, Yeah, I think that can be, that was definitely kind of a rough part because I didn't really experience that until this year, to be honest, I like, you know, and that and that just comes with like traveling more and more people meeting you. Like, you know, not everyone's gonna like you. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And I think. Um, second, I'd say just like I've been getting, not like injured. Like I haven't been like out. Like, oh, you gotta like sit out or anything. But I have been like just active more in every aspect of my life. But, you know, I've kind of grown up this past year just, like, in terms of mindset perspective, uh, like, even today, (laughs) I got home from AEW at about 3.30, had to, like, do laundry, not, like, do-do laundry, but I just put, like, my clothes in the washer, like, and then put them in the dryer, and, like, had to wake up, like, two hours later at, like, 6.45 to go to work. Um, Got back home. Had like 40 minutes to get ready for like my other job. You know, and then went to eight. Like, oh, no, no, no. Now I'm here. But but the day before that was the same thing too. (laughs) So, stayed up late. Worked both shifts. You know, woke up again early. Um, Worked work, AEW. Um, woke up again today. Fell asleep. Woke up. And now here.
1: Now, uh, you mentioned that earlier. You wrestled uh, to cold Scorpio. When did you find yeah. out about that match? What was the experience like? And what did you learn from him?
2: Oh, my God. This is... Another 30-minute tangent here. (laughs) Uh, So I found out about that match in, like, June. So right after the Paradigm thing popped off, and I'll talk about that more, like, like after this, but uh, I went viral for what I did at Paradigm. um, And shortly after that, Sean was like, yo, man, like, like, call me to get a chance. I got something for you. Called him and he told me, like, yo, you, you know, he's just been working hard and, you know, he's been literally just like growing and, and like, you know, I'm going to reward you. And he gave me two cold Scorpio. Like, my heart literally, like, like, dude, I like it. It was a crazy feeling just like knowing and like, no, and I'm about to be put to the test also. And, and just like, wow, like, it was even like when Too Cold came back and when I started wrestling for Sean, Sean's always up front about the matches he wants for me, and like, what he believes I can do, and, like, the goals he has. He's not like, oh, I'm definitely getting you. But he's putting my head like, oh, I'd love to see you Too Cold Scorpio. like you know? Um, So I I thought maybe he would book it, even Charlie Tiger. He was like, you got to get Sean to book you and 2 Cold Scorpio. And I was like, oof, you know? I was like, let's hope he sees me in that light, but he did. He he called me and he told me, and this is in June. Um, So I was like, I was like, Oh my God! Like I'm about to wrestle, like serve my legend. Like my brothers, I have like I have a lot of older brothers. Like brothers in their 30s. Like they they watch Flash Funk and they watch ECW. And like it was just like even a trip for them. Like you know like just putting things into perspective. And I'm like yo, he's like really kind of doing it. Like you know like Dustin Too Cold Scorpio. Like I. I was like I couldn't believe it Um, and I don't even leading up to that I was super nervous like for obvious reasons like you know and I had a lot of wrestling up until that point too so I was getting I was like traveling around I was uh, I was really wrestling like and like not like forgetting about it but like even, like, a year ago when I had, like, a match that was, like, a big deal for me, I kind of had, like, some time between it. Like, wasn't wasn't necessarily booked like every weekend, you know. Definitely booked a couple times a month. Um, But even leading up to what I knew about the Scorpio, the Scorpio match, like, it was just – I was wrestling every weekend or almost every weekend, you know. Just, like, doing something, like – traveling like, and I'm like, like oh yeah I'm wrestling too cold Scorpio but like my mind's like, just forward on like what I have to do and this day was coming, up this week and just like you know but definitely in the back of my head just like knowing what I want to do and what I want to prove and just watching his matches and just like trying not to stress myself out if that makes any sense try not to like yeah, because you can like you can, like, like psych yourself out of like, of, like, being ready for something that you are ready for, you know. And that goes back to the whole confidence thing. Like, if you don't think you can do something or if you're, like, adamant that you can't do something, like, chances are when you're out there and you got to put pedal to the metal, like, you're probably going to fail. So, you know, um, So I know I was in a gym heavy, just in general, even before that, like, I started taking the gym a lot more serious, like, at the beginning of the year, not right at the beginning of the year, but just, like, waking up to run in the morning, just, like, like, actually going to look up new workouts and just asking wrestlers what they do, too, and, like, other ways I can incorporate, like, just, like different techniques to, to get my stamina up, but at least for me that's like the most important thing I'm trying to develop especially with the expectations that are put on like a style that I do right like it's only getting harder and it's only going to get harder and so far I've been feeling good like you know like in these longer matches like I've been feeling solid like I haven't been getting blown up or tired but as a talent level rises as the work rate rises like you know you know so it's that stamina and cardio game so I'm trying to stay on it uh but even knowing what i knew about scorpio before leading up to this match uh, at vxs i actually had a chance to do a free seminar um and it was two cold seminar. And he talked about just everything he went through. You know, like I had to do like a thousand squats, thousand push ups, thousand sit ups, like as a warm up. And then to run for like an hour. And then get in the ring. And then lift after. And he basically just told us straight up like if it was 20 years ago, half you guys would be in this business. Like, you guys would be in this, right? And it's nothing to do with talent necessarily. There's everything to do with everything else surrounding it. Just like work ethic and the one and your body. Just everything, you know. And I know that was like a real eye opener. Just like that motivated me in that moment, too, you know. Um, I was uh, around him, even like a lot of the matches he's had in this past year, like, I was at so many shows, like, just backstage with him, and he's a cool guy, like, just a chill dude, like, when he's not, like, teaching wrestling or you're not wrestling him, like, he's just, like, like, man, like, he's, even while he's teaching wrestling, he's definitely stern, he's not, like, like, he's not like a dick or anything, but he's definitely, like, you know, He's definitely on your ass, like you know, like come on, like <laughs> right. I don't even see any laziness, I don't see any improper technique. He's definitely trying to get the best out of everyone. Um, and when I wrestled him, that's what I noticed. Uh, because the way wrestlers do things now, opposed to like his generation, is just completely different. Like right? I know approaching the match, he, he didn't know anything. I did, like you know. He didn't – we didn't necessarily call a lot, like, at all. Like, even the way that he structures his stuff and puts together everything. I know, like, when I was, like, kind of getting the feel for, like, calling with him, I was, like – I was – I'm, like, kind of, like, not following what he's trying to say right now. You know, so he's a little older. He talks a little differently. Um, But as things, as we started talking and the match, like, starts to progress as we're putting together, I'm starting to understand his vision. Because the way he is, like, he'll explain to you why you want something the way it is for sure. But he also wants you to, like, to catch yourself, like, and to, like, learn yourself, like, if that makes any sense, like, yeah. even, like, a story he told in the seminar, is like, how, like, some people would get beat up for, like, a long time when they first start training back in the day, because they didn't smarten anyone up, <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't, like, tell you to fight back, like, or anything, like, a lot of dudes just end up getting their ass beat, like, a lot of times just walking out, like, just not, you know, wrestling, because they... But, like you weren't learning anything, but you know, you would just fight back without, like, you're just like, Fuck this shit, like, am not gonna sit here and get beat up anymore. You start fighting back, and then you know, they're like, oh, there you go, you start learning, and they start selling for you, and, you know, so it was definitely kind of like that energy that I got when calling with him and wrestling with him, even. Like, one thing he was like, you know, he he's like, if you don't need to, like, pick me up and slam me on my back anything, like, like, that requires co- cooperation, then, like, you don't need to, you don't need to tell me, you don't need to call it in a ring, like, just do it, like, you know, and that was, like, that's, like, something that, like, not a lot of people necessarily put that to use. At this level, I'll say, like, a lot of people, like, you know, it's just, like, kind of grab you and try to, you know, like, you know, combo or whatever and then do it. But, like, that's something where I was, like, you see, those are just, like, the small things. And when you were watching, like, someone like him, it just looks more fluid and crisp because it's, like, you're watching it be done in, like, emotion and not, it looks less like cooperation. So, um, yeah, well, that's kind of what I got from from him. Even he told me, he's just like after like just have more confidence in yourself. Like, so I definitely was super nervous. So, I'd wrestle, wrestle him, you know. Absolutely. Not <laughs> But, like, I was definitely like, oof, like, you know. And then when, we, when I got to the back, he was like, see, what I tell you, man? And then I was like, yo, yeah, Tico Scorpio is, like, hyping me up right now. And he dapped me up and was like, just next time I have more confidence. And, like, he's like, we definitely going to wrestle again, like, you know. And I was like, Tico Scorpio just said we're going to wrestle again. <laughs> like,
1: I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: Like, <laughs> This is life right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then after I got to, you know, I got to partake in medicinal in medicinal, <laughs> <in> medicinal <laughs> activities <laughs> for <and Tupo's> Scorpio. <laughs> so it was, like, just, like, you know, it was, like, the coolest, like, just experience, like, overall, like, highlight of my career. Just, like, and I'll say it wasn't, like, It was a great match. It's definitely not like, Mm -hmm. it's definitely not like, like my best ever, like, like, match, like, in terms of like the moves that I did, but just like, I like the, the story and just like the feeling and like, even like my character stuff, like in the match, like, and it's one of my favorite matches, like, and it goes back to what I was saying about just that earlier. I don't know if I said this during the, uh, the actual like recording or not, but uh, I think I did. I started like doing the higher stuff to gets you hurt a lot. you know. And a lot of times when you're early in your career, that's what people do. And one, it, it is to make a name for yourself, and it is to just get noticed. And two, a lot of it is because like you don't necessarily know how to connect on a character level because once you do connect on a character level and you start realizing little things at work and taking moments to do little things, just like all the stuff that you thought you had to do doesn't even fit what you're trying to do. So, like, and, and, if it, and if it can fit, it'll fit in a better way as to where people were like, Will be invested, right? you know. So that's what I that's what I got from that match, and learned from that match, and just from Too Cold in general. Like I've learned so much, even from the match in general, and just like and everything he told me, but like just watching him this past year, watching wrestle my friends. Uh, he wrestled Jordan, um, he wrestled Myron. He's wrestled a lot of people. And hearing the knowledge and gain he's spit to other wrestlers, wow, I've been in the locker room with him when he's had, when he's wrestled, like, like he 13, he's wrestled, you know, he's wrestled whoever, like, and I've heard the feedback. I did his seminar. and I've been in these locker rooms with him, so I've heard a lot of what he's had to say and that knowledge of time is timeless like you know when you can hear the advice and then see it be put to use like like too cold he doesn't just say the advice and you know and still do like <laughs> like just like whatever now he does not he gives the advice and he does. What he's preaching, you know. He so.
1: practices what he preaches.
2: Exactly. He's practicing what he preaches.
1: That is awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um. No quick uh, note: uh, it unfortunately Scudo had to bow out, but uh, Kaliko's still here, and calico has another question. Huh?
3: Yes. Actually, I think that was an awesome story because especially now with like certain wrestlers getting known for bullying. And, and I think that's good that two Cold Scorpio is a person that gives back to everyone. Um, but to me, I think, and if you could elaborate on it uh, to me, the importance of a African-American wrestler, such as two Cold Scorpio, who's highly underrated, but yet he is so revered in the African-American community uh, yeah. Does that feel like it's a, a a passing of the the mantle to to the next generation of African American wrestlers to go? Hey, don't let stereotypes uh, define you, and just do your work and be confident in your work, and the rest will
2: follow. Yeah, yeah it's so crazy you just brought that up. So I'm watching. The I match mean, just ended, but I was watching really while I'm doing this interview. I'm looking at Elimination Chamber. I think. 2018, 2019, 2019, and it's Kobe Kingston, uh, basically the rise of yeah, it's leading really us to Kofi Mania. Um, but even go back to what you said, I remember I first started training, <laughs> I first started wrestling, like, and like a lot of people, like even when I grew up, a lot of people were like, Yo, you're like a black, white guy, and like whatever, just like you know, like i light-skinned, the way that I sound, like I skateboard and all that. Like, I, I get it. I understand what you're saying, but it does kind of hurt, <laughs> like, you know, because uh, no matter, I don't care what you say, we all want to be accepted within our own like communities, our own niches. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um. Like you said, we shouldn't all have to fit into like a box of like like people you know, there's a, a wrestling joke, you know, um, that like black wrestlers do like flatliners and you know and like spinning heel kicks. And it is true, like a lot of rest, a lot of black wrestlers do, right? Um but I remember people were like, like, some people are like, yeah, hey, you know, you're going to add this to the Like, every black has one. and You know, people actually say dumb shit like that, you know. And I feel like I'm never doing a flat liner, you know. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, But, no, that's totally true. And a lot of people don't realize that. And a lot of people don't talk about it. And it, it has to do with the way the world is, the way the world is right now. Because of like, even Twitter and like everything, like everything's very liberal on, I guess the surface of things. Like, like the if you're going on Twitter, people aren't gonna necessarily say what they actually think. You know? um, so it's just gonna be a lot of pandering, I mean, like a lot of what people are to you know. Um, so people don't realize how much like the shit still goes on. And, And, you know, how people, how you do get lumped into a box, like, if people try to lump you into a box, at least, like, I'm not lumped into a box, but I have some people definitely are, and I know they definitely try to, in a certain respect. And it's not just black wrestlers, but, like, you know, um, but, yeah, like, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely a thing. Uh, Even wrestling... 2-Go Scorpio, like, the dude who literally invented the 450 Splash. Literally, he's invented so many moves, innovated in so many ways. Like, you know, like, there would be no moves without 2-Go Scorpio. Like, you know? Like, it's, uh, I definitely felt like it was, like, a passing of, like, you know? Because that's his whole indie run right now. Like, he's just you know, making sure everyone, like, at least everyone he's wrestling, like, he's just trying to leave this place better than when he found it. Trying to leave every wrestler he's wrestled better than before they wrestled. Because it is getting, you know, saturated and there is a lot of cosplay, like, wrestling that's like, not, that I wouldn't call wrestling, you know. Not the was great, but yeah, it, it like, He's definitely trying to restore and keep legitimacy to this whole business. So I can't say enough nice things about him. Like and any black wrestler that doesn't, you know, know about two cold Scorpio or doesn't appreciate him or just, you know, or doesn't know his impact, like, you know, I just highly recommend him even the game he told me, like, specifically, like, especially in his time, like, that seminar is like, you know, I was just a black guy, you know. He wasn't just a black guy. Like, I know he said it just like that. Um, but, what he meant by that, in a lot of places, before he got his name, before he became just a worldly renowned wrestler and figure, like, undeniable. Like, People looked at him and like, You're, you know, he's probably just like, you know, uppity guy and dances and sings and, you know, and, and he does like that's his, that's his thing. But if you know Tico Scorpio, you've watched him, met him or anything, you know, he's not that. He's not just some, you know, some black wrestler. He's literally a wrestling legend. And right, I'm literally in goosebumps talking about this because I wrestled. A legend. I wrestled someone that when he dies, WWE's probably going to put him in their Hall of Fame. I'm surprised he's not a WWE Hall of Famer. Well, it does but, seem
1: like a missed opportunity, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, like, hey, you, know, you never know. You know? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. WWE. Is it coming WWE, like World Wrestling Black Entertainment right now? (laughs) I think he'll get
3: in, but I think they're waiting for a class that's like suitable. Because to me, it's like they either wait, they try not to put a lot of dead people in there at the same time, but the problem is that there's a lot of dead people that people want in there. So it's kind of like, you know, like, for one particular, there's always been like a controversy with Owen Hart being in. Uh but I just hope that they don't do him like Ernie Ladd, like put him in the legacy wing. I think he I think he should be in with a legit
2: class. Yeah, me too. And it's crazy you mentioned Owen Hart. Owen Hart's one of my favorite wrestlers dude like you know, like like Owen Hart is like, you know he's I like him more than Bret Hart just because like I see more of myself in Owen Hart, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Um, he's definitely a chill dude, like cool guy. Even my favorite MMA fighter right now, Patsy the Patsy Pinley. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys think Patsy the a He's a British, or no, he's a Scottish UFC fighter. And I've actually been familiar with him for a couple years, but not not like Keeping up with him, but he was like an indie MMA guy. Like he was signed the Cage Warriors, so that, that's not really an indie. That's a UK uh, promotion. But he looks a lot like Own Heart. Like it, it's hilarious. Um, but I don't know why it's just hard. But yeah, going into Own Heart and how like and what they do. I wish they wouldn't wait until people died. To put them in the hall of fame. I know Owen own heart was still so wrestling when you know with yeah. his tragic event, so I'm not talking about him. But like how you mentioned, like they don't want to put too many dead people in the same class, and and they kind of wait to put people in. Like I hate how they wait for people to die and then they put them in, you know? Because it's just like man. I think like, the most prominent
1: something. was uh, Randy Savage.
2: Yeah. In China, I yeah, in China. China was the one that came to mind um, because when in 2011 Randy Savage died, I actually did I, no, I actually lived in a shelter at the time, so I had no TV. I was 10 years old, I think. 2011, yeah, it was 10 or 11 years old, um, and I remember there was a computer lab there. And I saw the Randy Savage had died, but he di- he obviously wasn't my generation. And I remember like my mom, she was all like, oh, like Randy Savage, like you know he's like the man, like he was like my favorite, one of my favorites, and I. Uh, I remember doing like a binge, <laughs> I like like 11 years old, like just binge watching like, a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff I didn't understand, because shoot interviews, like just, like, the heat that Macho Man had, like, with, like, WWE. Yeah. And, you know, the ill will and just, you know, I didn't understand that, but I remember at the time, even then, they were just talking about, like, you know, a certified Hall of Famer, like, wondering why this guy isn't in the Hall of Fame, like, you know, and then he made it in, but, yeah, like, it's a shame he had to die first.
4: Yeah.
0: No That's
3: crazy because I had that same eerie I had an eerie thing as well and it was a nick of time situation because I went to the my first WrestleMania was WrestleMania 30 and it was Hall of Fame and Ultimate Warrior was in the Hall of Fame. And I was flying home. And when I got there, Warrior's dead. I'm like, how? I just saw him last night.
2: So he died the night after his hall fame. Right? He, he died
3: the night after the Raw after Mania. So he like died. Monday, that Tuesday, I was flying home. He he found out he died.
2: Yeah, that's. I remember that because he was on the Raw the night before he passed, right?
3: Yeah, he got the speech yeah. He got the whole nine, and it oh was eerie God, because he when that's... he came out and talked that night, he, he, yeah, he, he was not. I
2: was, I was watching that with my my older. Sorry, I cut you off, but my older brother Shafar, um, he was he's literally the most hyped for my for my wrestling. Um, we were watching it, and he was like, "Yeah, he is not good at all." It was this dude who couldn't take off his mask, like he couldn't fix his mask, like. He had on like that uh you know his the plastic Ultimate ones. warrior. Yeah, he had on one of the plastic masks, so um and then he ended up dying, you know, and even at the time, this this time's kind of a blurry even. Um the way I remember I remember him being a raw in all fame. And then remember him dying very fast. And uh I was really, I'm still a conspiracy guy, kind of. You know, I was really into conspiracies back then. Um, I just thought it was super strange. But even now, I didn't realize that. I'm sure I, at the time that I I knew that it was the night before, but I forgot it was the night after that brawl. But I literally just forgot up to that point. He literally died. Right? He made his Hall of Fame speech and then died. Like that's crazy, man. Yeah, that's an easy deal, man. I'm right there I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you.
1: Let's uh go get back to your career. <laughs> uh in twenty twenty you was number ninety two on PWI's top uh oh, five hundred black wrestlers. This year you were seventy nine. Uh, what does it mean to you to break the top one hundred and actually progressing through the years?
2: it was an honor, you know, it was great. Um I was so when I looked at the list, I was heavily confused for a second because it's better than like ACH and like MGP? all these people <laughs> they they said a lot of uh when I when I looked at the list I was like they're to be better to all these people and I think when a was explained to me it was you know it was well, obviously these guys are more experienced but this just has to to deal with like your year and just your and people recognizing you and your progression and just like your influence and you know what I mean like everything right. else about wrestling because we can forget because we're doing this, we all want to strive to be perfect in what we're doing, in our movements, and whatever. But especially right now in indie wrestling, a lot of those guys on that list, a lot of them are new faces and haven't been around as much. But a lot of them have have been around, like, and I don't mean like the ACHs. I mean like have been around in terms of the past couple of years, like. Like, don't die, Miles, for example, Eli Knight. All these guys have been killing it. me again,
1: Leon Ross, JTG.
2: Yeah. Oh, these guys are right
3: Right there with you. Fun fact I, I, I know the guy who makes that list. Mm hmm. So he redoes it every year, and at the time when you, before you even jumped up, he two cold Scorpio was number one, regardless. So at the time you were wrestling, because the list recently just came out, I want to say less than a couple weeks ago. So by the time you had your match, you were wrestling the number one rated P- black wrestler for
0: 2020.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that's something, right? It's <laughs>
2: I'm thinking about it, just like laughing and you know because it's uh then this goes back to three years ago I definitely said this as the last interview but when I started training I I really did not think I could do this at first because of how hard it was and just you know anything worth doing ain't easy I'll tell you that right now um, and it honestly it takes I don't care how good you are at wrestling or, you know like it takes a strong, strong individual to continue to want to do this. Um, the wrestling, of course, but just everything else that comes with it. Like, you know, it's it's tough. It can it can be unmotivating sometimes. Like, it can bring you down, and uh, and from going to that to my mindset changing, just can. Completely, and like I so I've always been a super happy guy. Like it, it takes a lot to make me like mad, or, or at least like bothered and annoyed. Um, but I found out soon in wrestling, like you know, it's hard for the nice guys too. <laughs> it's hard for it's hard for everyone. Um, but now it's like. Like man, like I'm like Resident to go with Scorpio. I wrestled Shuk D. That's another big one I'll talk about. The two, the match that put me on the map was with two black wrestlers. Like you know, like like man, like it's it's been wild, man. Like motivation and the mindset is the key thing, man. Like. And if there's any wrestler that has listened to this, that, or if you want to be a wrestler, or if you just started wrestling, no matter your skill level or what you bring to the table, I can tell you that 40% or 50% of, of everything you will wreak of benefits in this business comes from your mindset, like, like literally. And that goes to every aspect of how you believe in yourself, how you approach things, how you, how you carry like all of that stuff. Um, so it's definitely wild, Like I actually didn't know two cold Scorpio was number one. I think I did see that when I looked at the list um, but now that you reminded me I was uh, man, that's wild, man. that's. It's crazy.
3: It's pretty cool.
2: <laughs> it's very cool. But...
3: Yeah, that's that's really cool, and that's that's the only reason I was like, oh my god, because when, when I first found out you were going to wrestle him on on Twitter, I was like, holy bleep, right? Mm-hmm. And and it just blew my mind. I'm like, he's back to wrestle the number one black wrestler on the, <laughs> <laughs> the PWI. Like, he had an
2: argument to be. Like, the Number one black wrestler ever. So not saying he is, but if you wanted to argue him,
3: well, I think
1: Righteous Red past- did make that argument. That,
2: that's
3: basically why he was number one when he first did it. Because he was like, "This Tucos Scorpio, he's number Shout one. Out. Everyone, everyone else is like, whatever. This dude was cool. He was ahead of his time. Scorpio Scorpios number one. And he was out. like." <laughs>
2: Right Shout out to, to
3: Righteous Reg.
2: When I started wrestling, a lot of people, uh, some people uh, took notice of me and showed me love. And, and Righteous Reg was one of those people, like, immediately that, like, when no one was really paying attention to me. like, And one thing I did start to notice, when you start to, like, kind of pop off and and get places... people start tweeting about you and start saying nice things about you you know and i'm sure some of them are very genuine and like i'm sure a lot of people need it but it does feel like you know more people start to notice you more people start to just hop on the wagon and and it's not a bad thing i'm not i'm not trashing bashing at all because we all do it whether we know it or not like you know but well, he was there since the beginning. Like he was one of the first people showing love and retweeting, and you know, so like shout out to that guy.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Kalika, you have a question.
3: Speaking of legends, uh, you recently had uh Tony Atlas trying to come at you, man. Like, what, 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 what was that about? Wait, at
0: East or at Christmas <laughs> boy?
3: It, it was either you or Griffin McCoy. And I'm just looking like, wow, it's no. it's just crazy how all these guys are like, you're right, it was Griffin. But I, believe I feel McCoy. like it's – I feel it's like you by proxy, right? Because it's like <laughs> – hey,
2: because look, 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 man, I said this earlier. A lot of people love – and I, when I say us, yes, I mean me, Griffin, Charlie, Ellis, Jordan. A lot of people love us a lot of people hate us you know a lot of people hate us man like I'm not young dumb in terms of like they're they're the group they're the former unit they're the ones that you see when you think of young dumb and broke but the OG young dumb and broke fans the people that know know that I'm also young dumb and broke they know I, one day probably gonna make my debut at all elite wrestling or WWE You know, I'm going, bro, trying to be there before I get there. And the lights are probably going to go out. We're probably going to, like, threaten to shave Adam Cole's head or something. And, like, the lights go out. I'll come out with, like, I'll be in the middle of the ring with Clippers or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But, man, I I think, I think, man, I think we're just, you know what, man? I think we're just very impressionable at night. And like, because I've noticed a lot when people talk to us, like, at least the veterans that give us advice, and this this goes down to every single one of us. They're, you know, nothing but great things to say in terms of, uh, like, a lot of people comment on my look and just, like, you know, like my hair and just, and my presentation. Like, and I know that. Alone, when you look at me, there's not a lot of people you can like take a picture of and be like, this guy looks like this guy. You know what I mean? Um, like I, we're all very unique, and I think we're just blessed. Like, and Tony Atlas, uh, he's actually he actually wrestled Griffin before on GCW. He's out of the blue. It's like a seven-minute match. Um, but he saw Griffin work a match with J.J. Garrett, and like if you know Griffin McCoy, you know.
1: Yes, we know him. <laughs> like
2: he's one of the hardest workers I know. He works super hard. He definitely inspires me, and he's definitely motivated me. Like you know, um. But Tony Atlas saw a match he had, and he just goes on, and he's like, yo, this guy, professional. These other guys, <laughs> not professional. I think he saw Griffin put on, like, a hold. Um, he saw Griffin work. He saw, you know, Griffin's good, like, whether people realize it or not. I know he gets the short end of the stick a lot, just being the – the unlikable one, I'll say. <laughs> I don't know if he said that on your podcast at all. I don't he, know if he said anything of the sort.
3: He, oh, he says, he he was says the he's, the Justin Timberlake, he's the Justin Timberlake of the young dominant bro. <laughs> he
0: said that?
2: <laughs> I mean, hey. Hey, he is, I guess. He, <laughs> he definitely is. But um, he definitely gets overlooked. I'll say, and also... I think people naturally want to hate on him, dude. I know Griffin. I don't even lie. This dude, <laughs> when I first met him, I did not like him, and he did not like me. Um, really? So, yeah. Um, I went to high school with Pat and yeah, Pat's Ellis. I, was, I I went to high school with Ellis and Charlie. We weren't really friends at all, not in like a uh, we're not friends, but like, no, I was a skater kid. I was me, and they were, you know, them. Um, but we kind of gelled when I met them. Not like gelled, gelled right off the bat, but they definitely weren't like, you know, as high style to me as Griffin was. When I first met Griffin, uh, so he, I, I'm gonna say it, he definitely was like. He definitely was an asshole. Um, and I'll take this back. Uh, I can understand why people hate Dom, but Dom isn't, he isn't an asshole. Like, he's not just going to be an asshole to you. Like, you know. But I definitely was, like, the new one in the friend group. And it was, like, the first time he was meeting me. And, like, we were cool. And he saw me, like, train. And Griffin... When he first started training, he backyarded and picked up a little bit from Jordan. So he wasn't trained like trained, trained per se, but he definitely knew a few things. Um, and me, I I told you before, like I didn't catch on the wrestling at all. Like I I was a I was like the biggest goof, the dumbest student in class for a long time. <laughs> but I ever. It's like he saw me, and he was like, this guy sucks. And, yeah, we, we weren't, like, we definitely weren't, like, the best of buds for a little bit. I don't even remember when we, like, they like became, like, boys. Like, when I started considering this guy, like, my boy. But, I, like, honestly, like, he's probably, like, my best friend out of the four of them. Just because, like, we play basketball, like, all the time, you know? Um, I've been in the car with him the most in terms of like driving the shows and just going, going to training and doing whatever. Like, like you know, him and Charlie are like you know, because I live near them as of right now. Pat and Jordan they live in New Jersey, so it is, I see them a lot less, but Okay. even since COVID started, like, you know, we became like, like, the we became, like, super good friends. Like, we were chill and we were all, obviously, like, obviously, like, friends, like, like leading up to it, but, like, you know, like, even just, like, bonding, like, with basketball and just, like, everything else being the ones that, like, I know I'm the less further along out of all of them just in terms of like how long I've been doing it. So they're just like around more and they're just like on more shows. And I know Dom was in a similar boat for a little bit. And I know we were like, you know, we both were like, you know, we were both going through that. Like, you know, like, oh, we should. We feel like we should be more places, but like people kind of look past us, like you know. Um, but I wouldn't say that's the case now. Like, I think we've definitely woken people up. <laughs> I think people are definitely starting to to take notice even now. Or earlier, you were like, you know, you're one of the wrestlers in the land, and like it's a weird feeling hearing that because like you're not the first person to say that exact quote. Like, you're kind of in demand in your area, and that's, like, a weird thing to hear and to have, like, to be a realization, you know? Like, this dude's literally, really wrestling Tony Atlas, like, you know? Like, I'm wrestling Too Cold Scorpio. He's wrestling Tony Atlas, like, like, and they're, like, you know, they're both black wrestling Pioneer Hall of Famers, like, you know what I mean? And we had that convo too. Like Tom literally was like how crazy is it that like like we we're getting the wrestle like two like black, like pioneers, like, you know, like and I was like, Yeah man, like it's wild, like and I don't know why I don't know why they love us man, but like a lot of the people we meet, like a lot of the vets A lot of people, like, give us their advice. Like, they really, like, love giving us their advice and making sure that we're going on the right path. And and if you know wrestling, you know locker rooms, like, none of those webs have to do that, and they certainly don't do it for everyone. So all I can say is that I'm blessed, and we're all blessed. Like, yeah, like, still jaw drop.
1: Now, when we interviewed Griffin, uh, he said, because you wrestled Scorpio, and he, Griffin, has beaten you in the past, that by proxy, that makes him better than too cold Scorpio. Agree, disagree, <laughs> what's your response?
2: <laughs> I disagree, so I'll tell you why.
3: That is, okay. <laughs> that okay. is a true statement. <laughs>
2: So if you see the match that we had in Atlanta, the match, he's talking about where he beat me once. Um, I joined Young, Dumb, and Broke just for Atlanta down there, just for that company, right after. Um, and they cheated. <laughs> <laughs> I beat him clean in 20, at the beginning of, at the end of 2019, actually, I beat him clean with young demon broke running in on me. I six thirty him through a door. I had less oh. than a foot to do two front flips. <laughs> <laughs> my friend yesterday when I got back from AW, we had like a we had some drinks, yeah, we had a good time. <laughs> you know, we get back to my buddy's apartment and he's just showing uh, my friend my friend's roommates they didn't go with us to the show. But I come in the room and he's showing my highlight reel. <laughs> and he's like, look, look, look. And then he's the 630 through the doors at the end of it. I can't, I can't believe I even did that. Like, Just so I would never do that again. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so the dub match,
1: wrestling's not in your future.
2: I'll do hardcore stuff. But just the 630 through a door with less than a foot. To do it because we watch it down and slowed it. I'm not even talking about the hardcore stuff. Like, that's a really, that's a risk, man. Like, if that went wrong, like I could not be sitting here right now. Like, you know, I was like, <laughs> wow. Like, but no, Grim McCoy, that's that's cat. Like, you know, nah, I will not say that. He's not better than me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's, he, I, you know. We'll have to wrestle again. He's – I'll say this. He's 1A, okay? Even in basketball, and I, I can't even lie, dude. So when we first started playing basketball, when I first started playing basketball with Dom, I – and I will say cooked lightly. I wouldn't just, like, cook him. But I'd go home with the majority of the wins. Like, you know, like, you know, I'm nice. i was <laughs> nice of him. like – you know, I go with the majority of the wins and you know, I would literally make this dude slam a basketball <laughs> because of how he lost and, you know, 20 had to shoot like Luka Doncic videos later and <laughs> post game move, work my This dude has a basketball course outside of his house. You know, he's I can't lie; these days, he's beating me at in one-on-one basketball. Damn, it pains me to say it. I know, damn. But he's like, you know what? And you know, what made me feel better. I don't know if you guys know Michael Porter Jr., the basketball player. Yes, I have. Okay, so he has a podcast. I recently just uh just started listening to his podcast. He's having. A lot of smart people on his podcast. Uh, and he's actually like trying to like use his platform and like educate people. So I like respect that. So I just don't like him, he doesn't have to at all. But uh, Trey Young was on his podcast. He's not like the people I was talking about that has like just smart people I was talking about, but he's definitely a smart person and definitely a great person to have on the podcast. but Trey Young, I think Trey Young is obviously a more revered basketball player than Michael Porter Jr. Um But Trey Young <laughs> had even admitted because Michael Porter Jr. I forgot what was said, but Michael Porter Jr. is like, who wins a one on one? So then Trey Young was like, Oh, uh, like, all right. He's I'm not gonna lie, right. he does win the one on one. But he is taller and he can shoot and there's not much I can do. And you know what, man? That's the same with Griff, man. It's the same with Dom. Like, he's just tall and he can shoot. Like, there's not much I can do. Like, like I know my three point shots better than his. Like I think I'm a little faster and like and I'll say more creative. But yeah, man, he's just he's a big tank. And the few moves that he knows, he knows really well. And actually, I I, don't, I said that, like, he only knows, like, two moves. So <laughs> I was going to say,
1: that was a great backhanded so that's, compliment. No, that's <laughs> two not, moves of doom. <laughs> no,
2: not, if anything, if anything, he could say, I have two moves right now. Because I'm not winning. And it's harder for me to score on him now. But, no, but I can tell he's watching, like, basketball videos. and learning stuff. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not doing that. Not not as not using it as an excuse. Um <laughs> but and I'm also injured right now. We're both actually injured. And that's another reason why we're injured because we fucking keep playing basketball like we're Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, you know. Like, like I don't know if he talked about basketball in his interview with you guys, but
1: I don't believe he did. Um, <laughs>
3: Never really well, went basketball because he was more upset that he almost was considered not the best looking
2: young, dumb, and broke member.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: hey, all I'm saying is it's lucky I'm not in that poll.
1: Oh, interesting.
2: I it's lucky I'm not in that poll. I don't think she's hot shit now. You know, cause she's like, oh, I'm good looking or whatever, but nah. <laughs> there you have the full poll up. People people love the psych
1: All right. Drawing down the corplet right here, right now.
3: Um I know, I love it.
1: No, uh, you kinda mentioned it uh, earlier. Um you were you're kinda a member of Young Thumb and Broke, but kinda not an official member of Young Thumb and Broke. Are you kind of like the Batman to the Justice League, so to speak? Like
3: kind of like the Eminem to the G Unit.
2: Yes, literally. That is the best analogy <laughs> that I've heard regarding you know, um, like I'm he sorry.
3: wasn't in it, but it's like you know he there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Why? Right. It's I'm trying, I, I've had a good analogy for this before and I can't think of it like and I'm like damn like, what is it what is it I'm trying to think I'm trying to think I don't know man I can't I can't think of it right now but people know like there's core fans of core indie fans they know bro like if if I pulled up to a GCW show and something happened and they had like a surprise entrance to join Young Dumb and Broke and I came out I feel like people would pop I would pop, like, you know. I would definitely pop. Would pop. I think people would be like, "Finally!" Like, you know, it's like when I, I was. It's like when Shawn Michaels left DX, man. Like, you know. <laughs> I think that's a he great was, analogy. Yeah, you because know, he was—he was there. He was in. I was in Young, Young, and Broke for a little bit, but when my career started to, I guess. I want to say kick off when I started my career, and I was kind of aligning myself with Young Broke. broke.
1: When you guys kind of went in different directions,
2: yes, so the the plans changed, and the powers that be thought that I would definitely be better on my own, and they were right. You know, um, it would have definitely been hard to find to shine in a five man stable,
1: right. like. But if uh, one of them calls you up and say we we need you you're you're there
2: oh, of course, of course like hey, if you look back at the history, the young dumb and broke I've pulled up i've six thirtyed I've dipped, you know I've won them titles you know i've I've won them matches um and at the end of the day, I could be. I could be in another stable. I could, you know, I've done wrestling. I could, whatever the, whatever, whatever happens, everyone will know. They will know. I'm always young, dumb, and broke at heart. Like, you know, I said this before, I would be in this position that, I, that I'm in now if I wasn't friends with them, you know, even in just in terms of like, it would have been the hardest thing to commute for wrestling just like if i wasn't friends with these guys like i wouldn't know any of the stuff just in terms of like how to actually like especially being young how to actually present yourself and how to actually like go about being you. Because, like, I, I mentioned earlier, like, a lot of people will think you're cocky and they'll take your standing-off ishness for being, you know, arrogant. And on the flip end, if you're nice, they'll try to take advantage of you, you know? Right. Um, so they definitely warned me and told me, like, you know, they, they, they're like, everyone, the way you are, everyone's going to want to be your best friend. It seems. And, you know, like, as long as people won't really want to be your best friends, so just just be mindful of that, like you know, and yeah, and just the motivation, just the example, and the footsteps to follow, like like you know, I don't yeah. know what way to go and, and how to and how to navigate myself better just from watching them, the things they told me, even the mistakes they've made. And you know, like it's crazy man. Like it's a blessing guys. Like it's like a book. It's like a movie the our friendship set up. Like I said, we weren't like like the best of friends before wrestling. Before I got in wrestling. And I got into wrestling and I see the dude from my math class like and I'm like what? I see Charlie Tiger from school and like they end up living like right next to me. or I knew they lived close to me. Obviously I went to school with them, but ended up living super close to me and like ended up being the dopest friends that I could ask for, you know? Um, Especially in this area that I live in. Like, I live in Lower Marion, so it, it can be snobbish like a lot of the people in this area you kind of seem not real like just being honest like and it's not in like a, a bad way because there's like uh, there's like snarky snarky and then there's like these guys don't even realize they're you know snarky and being friends with Young Down and Broke and like having friends that like care about you on like a different level like that care about you like brothers like you know it's all I could ask for man Tired enough thinking about it <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: well we won't make you cry um, <laughs> Kaliko you got a colossal question
3: this might be the most interesting one okay. considering that he's on the rise at this point but we'll, we'll, we'll give it to him we will give it to him and a lot has changed in a year, Mr. Robinson. So, <laughs> so picture this. All of your dreams have came true. You are one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. So great that they want to do a movie about you and your career. <laughs> Childish Gambino is going to be your your your, your actor who wants to play. He wants to be he wants to be you. Childish Gambito wants to be you.
2: <laughs> Are you asking me if I'm like approving? No. Oh, oh no, it's, we'll it's, it's happening. This just
3: ain't happening. Just go with me.
2: Every
3: every movie has a soundtrack, right? Little disc soundtrack. So up until this point. Right now, what five songs best correlate or represent your wrestling career to this point?
2: Oof, that's hard. All right, I'm going to think. I'm going to think. Um, so I'll use my theme songs five. Code 45, music, you know. um. That's really me, you know, I know when I started using that theme song, even I think I don't know I was using it when you interviewed me a year ago. um things picked up, my entrance was better, um people understood me more, like I've gotten the compliments of just like you know your entrance like is literally like the best thing played tonight, <laughs> like you know. Even at a blitzkrieg pro, like I got like three compliments on like my entrance, just because like I've never been there before, and like the people were kind of up and they got it, like, and I was like, oh, that's that's cool, like you know, that's pretty sick, <laughs> like so I'll say that.
1: Entrances cool are tweet. very important.
2: Yeah, it's I I had this tweet. Entrances are my favorite part of wrestling. All my favorite wrestlers have a great entrance. Like, all my favorite wrestlers have a great entrance, and there's no in between. Like, you know, um, let me see, four, four. Um, damn, I'm trying to think, man. I'm trying to think. Dang. Don't right. even and trip, that's man.
3: That's let it that's let that's it breathe. Let it let it breathe. This is-
0: we,
3: it's not a, it's not an instant because I know, especially when it like you have the songs in your head and then all of a sudden you're like, what the? Fuck?
2: <laughs> yeah, the songs I'm thinking of they don't they don't correlate <laughs> to my wrestling. I reached for cold Forty Five. Like I literally was like, I and mean, you know, um,
3: hey, that best resembles you. I yeah. mean, you as
2: the wrestler. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. That's represents you. Um. You know what? You know what I'm about to do? I'm gonna go to my playlist. Yeah, you go and look at the <laughs> And look at the music. The that's list. what I'm talking about.
3: That's what I'm talking about. See, that's what I'm talking about. Take notes, people. I asked this question. Oh no! I had people like, "What was it?" Mike Law. We asked Mike Law. He was like, "He the, came back." And was like, "Yo, can I change it?" Like,
1: <laughs> this is the question named after Mike Law because it. Yeah, Mike, Mike
3: Law. Law. Yeah. <laughs> except for except for uh, the only time we didn't say Mike Law was when we interviewed Griffin McCoy because him and Mike Law.
2: <laughs> That's fine that's so funny all right i'm looking oh you know what we'll say the center folds
0: hmm.
2: okay okay that's that's two
0: that's two We've got three more um
2: Let's see what else is on this playlist. It's a shame too because I like play the guitar and I play the piano, mm-hmm. and I like can't think of any. Can't think of like <laughs> one song.
1: Again, we've had people that will will lock it in, will be one hundred percent okay. That's what we're gonna pick, and then like the day later, I get a message and like, could we change this song?
2: Like, literally, yeah. it's gonna be like this. As I'm done this interview. I'm like, oh, it's literally gonna be like, I wanna think of like eight songs. It's could... the question
3: that will always be in the back of your mind when you're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, did I pick the right track?
2: <laughs> oh, Smash Mouse All Star. Oh, All right.
3: that's a first. I like that.
2: Yeah, right right there. All right, my next turn got to be bangers. All right. star for obvious reasons. It's like, hey, now you're sorry, I'm a rock star, you know. Yeah, also,
3: go play,
2: all-star. get um, your game on, go play.
3: That's right.
2: Um.
0: That's true, I believe. Oh, uh,
2: yeah. uh, this is going to probably be corny to some people, but <laughs> here to show the world. Oh, all right. That, I'm just looking at my playlist. <laughs> it's funny because it's still your <laughs> thumb because it's a WWE song. But um, Dolph Ziggler is one of my favorites ever. one of my favorite wrestlers ever. Um, When I was like 10 or 11, and I didn't like heels, like you know. I was all the good. F- I listened to what the TV told me, <laughs> but uh, Dolph Ziggler was uh was really like the, one of the first bad guys where I was like, "That's my guy." Like, I don't care what anyone says like he's really good, and I recognized that when I was like, I didn't even know what a good wrestler was, you know. Um, um so yeah, and I'm. Here to show the world, man. Like some of my Instagram captions and Twitter captions, sometimes like I'll say, "Here to show the world," like, and that's you know an homage to Ziggler, but it also is how I feel at some points too. Like I'm here to show the world, you know. I belong. Like I've been doing my thing. That's a good one.
1: That's a good one. Um, I think that's the first time we've had a WWE thing. And the Colossal. Yeah, yeah, that's the first I, time we
3: had a WWE thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: That's, but it um, fits with him. So, yeah.
2: yeah. Damn, I just lost the one I had, too. It was a really good
0: one. Oh,
2: <laughs> oh no. It was definitely in this playlist. Should hear the show of the world. Um,.
1: like we need the Jeopardy song while we wait. <laughs> <laughs> Not just crazy. for you, but like when we're waiting for, for the guests to decide. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah, you have a couple who are like, oh, man, it seems like they were waiting for this question their whole life. And then yes, <laughs> but, but, but I understand because music it's like it's like you have the tune. You just can't think of the song because Naturally, me, if I have a song that I like and I can't think the name of it, I will literally spend months and weeks being a freaking psychopath trying to find a that song. That's the first,
2: second song, named the name of Jay Giles Band song. I heard that song about snowboarding, but I've heard it my whole life. Right, My whole life. I didn't know the name of that song, but when I heard it snowboarding for some reason. It just... It captivated my soul. I was like, my blood runs cold. Your memory has just been sold. The angel is essential. And I was like, I was texting my friends like, yo, yeah, what's that song that goes? Na, 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 <laughs> they were like, what? Like every song? <laughs> I texted Tom. I texted Charlie Tiger. Um. And then they, made, they proceeded to make fun of the it, like ask us what song had and on and on and on and on. I was like, "Geez, I, you know, there's no other songs have that." No. Yeah. Um, dude, wait, well, dude, I, I can't, cause like I'm about to say this song, but I know it's not it. <laughs>
1: I mean, you could always that sounds change like me. it.
3: Yeah, you could out, so, Yeah, because we've had people lock it in and change it. Yes. So we got
2: you. So I'll say this. I'll say, I'll say I'm a dude. You guys, have seen Good Burger? Yes.
3: Yes, I'm, I'm a, a dude.
1: dude. Yo, we're all dude.
2: dudes. Let's well, dude. party dude. now. Cause we're all dudes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, like, people you know, said I always looked like it, sound like it or whatever. There's a song at the end of the movie by Less Than Jake. I don't know if you guys have heard about Less Than Jake. They're a they're a ska band, but they fit perfectly for like the beach ed kind of vibe. And it's a song, and it's like, and it's pretty bad. Imagine like Sammy's theme song. Okay. Yes. yes. But not like theme song, like that type of like.
0: Dun, 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 dun.
2: Oh like, yeah. And it's like I'm a dude, he's a dude, she's a dude, we're all dudes. We're all dudes. Yeah. Oh. So it's a good tune. I was actually thinking about I was like gonna use that as a theme song one time, but I also was like, I don't want people to like I want people to think I'm too goofy and I don't want people to just like I don't want yeah. to necessarily call me like Ed, if that makes any sense. Because even though that song is not, like, it's, like, a real song, but it's, like, if you know, yeah, if you know, like.
1: I would probably you know think good, it was from the big, no,
2: Good Broker song. What'd you say?
1: I would probably, you know, say it's the Good Broker song.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm glad I'm using Cold 45. But, hey, this isn't this isn't to say that I won't ever use that same song. You yeah, never know how things, things could change, but. I love Colt Forty Five right now. Like even, even like what people told me, like the potential for that theme song to be like one of the best theme songs on in the Indies one day. Just like, and I've heard that oh, from multiple people. Just like the vibe and just like the way you walk out to it and just like the build up and the clap. Like, I actually have my guitar here too, and are like.
1: Hey, interesting. First time we had a guitar on the show. What'd you say? First time we've had an instrument play on our show.
2: Really? Yeah. What instruments have we played? You? Guitars, mostly?
1: No, I mean, first time yeah. somebody's actually played it. First instrument time
3: anybody actually show. played an instrument on
2: the
3: That's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. what's up.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh... It's something, man. Music's great. Um, even with wrestling, I didn't realize, like, I realized it, but when you got into wrestling, it was confirmed. I'm like, yeah, your entrance and your entrance music is, like, the most important part. Like, right? Even Young Dumb and Broke's theme song. Like, you know how mad I am that I couldn't use that for my theme song as long as time? <laughs> when I wasn't in I was like, damn, like, like it's so that gets the place pumping. Now that I have a theme song that does the job that like, gets it super pumping. Like people actually get up and like. So before I was using "Stuntin'" like my daddy, which is one of my favorite songs. I think it fits me, but it it doesn't in a wrestling setting and with what you know about me, I guess. Like it fits like my walk, but it doesn't like get people like hype, and it doesn't, like, introduce people into my character, if that makes any sense.
1: Yes, no, I completely understand what you mean.
2: Um, yeah, I'd say those are five five songs as of right now. I'm sure I'm literally gonna change those and, like, you know.
1: This means absolutely nothing, but do you lock it in? (laughs) Do I what? Do you lock it in? Lock it in. All right, we're locked in until you decide
2: to change it.
3: <laughs> Card subject to change at Card the bottom of sub- time frame. Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, do you mean like, are these songs like locked in? Yes, yes are they are. These... All right, these are for now, but I'm sure they'll change.
1: Now, uh, now, you kind of fill in the blanks for me on this part. Somebody tried to mm-hmm. offer to buy your socks on Instagram. could could, could you tell us about that
2: (laughs) so uh, I looked through my DMs and you know as a wrestler or honestly any public entertainer kind of figure but I honestly think it's more so in this niche genre and space like a lot of weird people will message you and I I don't want to just like you know like, make fun of the guy, like, I won't, you know, um, <laughs> but even the dude, I looked at his profile, he had, like, 11k followers, like, he had a big following, and, like, made music, and, like, released music, and then, yeah, and then he messages me that, and it's like, you know, and I'm like, dude. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, and I have to even judge on what people, you know. I want floats your vote, like, you know. But it definitely was, like, <laughs> it's not what I expected to wake up to that day. Like, Was it, you know.
1: Did you get, like, an, a number, or was it just? Or no, would you... I, <laughs> I did. He just hard.
3: left it on red. That's what he did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he hit me back with, like, question mark, question mark. <laughs> and I jokingly hit him back with, like, I think he said, like, 150 or something. You know, I was like, 150 for the pair of socks or whatever. And then he proceeds to be weird. And it's like, yo, most people pay, like, 50 bucks or whatever. And then, like, oh my God. Home while they're on your feet. know. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm like, never mind. <laughs> like, I wasn't, like, probably going to anyway, to be honest, because, like, you know, I was kind of, like, it, it's it's an out there thing, <laughs> but then you know, I was like, what you he was that, I was like, all right, this guy's hilarious. I
1: this mean, if he guy. was offering you like a substantial amount of money, I could, you know, <laughs> I would teeter-totter, but fifty bucks now.
2: You could have the songs. it but like, it was it, the dude was like, would you come to Jersey? And, like, the next time you're in Jersey, because you saw my account, and he assumed I was in Jersey, there's the wrestling. And I was like, yeah, nah, man. <laughs> no, man. But, yeah, I, the, uh, yeah, wrestling fans are, and I'm going to just say wrestling fans, because that's just boiling them down. That's just the business field I'm in, but some people can be weird. <laughs>
1: Um, last time we talked, you was trying to get a skate park built where you lived. Uh, did that come to pass, or are you still working on yeah.
2: that? <laughs> All right, so that's great that you even mentioned that because I wanted to talk about it. Um, so we have got things passed. We've got signatures needed. We've built the awareness. We've got people... Willing to fund, and we got a yes from all the people who need. Now, the hard part for us is going to be stabilizing a location in our area. So, specifically, I live in Lower Marion. Um, I live in Ardmore. So, Ardmore, particularly, is the black part of Lower Marion, is where I live. Um, I know that people want the skate park in the next town to over. Um, and I know when I initially started this, I kind of wanted this for my particular area. Um, but with the way things are and the money and where a lot of the money is coming from, they want to have a skate park a little further than we Initially, had theorized, yeah. um, and one of the main reasons is a big deal to me specifically. Is to be honest, there's a few of us on the board on this team that is very adamant that it's in Ardmore, that it's in, and where I am, Ardmore. So to put a little, uh, to put a little backstory, Ardmore is is where Kobe Bryant uh, went to high school. Yeah, Kobe's yeah. from. Yes, Lower Marion. Yep, Lower no, Marion. Yeah. Um and it's not a struggling place at all. It is very much a suburb. But as I mentioned before, where I live, it is the black parts of the suburb. So people tend to neglect our area more than the next town over. And it's still the same. So we live in Montgomery County. Um and Ardmore, Narbris, Wynwood, and Brynmar, they're all within like walking radius of each other, if that makes sense. Like they're all in the same school district. The, the kids all go to the same school, they all know the same people. Um it's just Ardmore is predominantly black. Um and they're starting to actually like like, you know, fix Ardmore up in places that it was neglected before. Um, and like I said, this is, it's a suburb, so it's not like a hood and it's not, it's not like a struggling place at all. But if you do go to the next towns over, you will notice like a major difference in just like, you know, and just how everything is and everything's built. Um, but within the past four years, things have been getting remodeled around here. I know even my house, uh, the street that I live on, every house on the street got, like, an option to be able to get their house done, like, almost to no little cost. Because a lot of the houses on the street had, like, a vestus mold and a lot of other stuff. Um, yeah, like, a, a lot of other dangerous stuff. So, even my house is remodeled now, and it looks way nicer than it did, like, three years ago or two years. I got my house remodeled two years ago now. So, it looks nicer than it did, like, three years ago. And Ardmore is literally catching up. And when I was a kid, when I skateboarded, I had to beg my grandparents for a ride, um, like, to go to skate parks. There weren't really places to skate in Ardmore where I lived, even, um, and that was different. Even this past year, I've, we've literally grown the skateboarding community. Like, like I'm walking around, like, my neighborhood, and I'm getting recognized for, like, my Insta- L.M. Shreds Instagram page. Like, like you know, the middle schoolers, the high schoolers are like, yo, you're the dude from L.M. Shreds, like, you know? And that's like, I'm like, oh, that's cool. And, like, we've had a direct impact. On the skateboarding scene around here, and as I mentioned before, they're starting to redo a lot of the things around my area. So, honestly, it's starting to look like a mini California way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I thought you have the weather, day. though. What'd you say?
1: I thought you have the weather, though.
2: No, no, <laughs> not. <laughs> not at all. Um. I said this before a lot of people they, they think I'm either from like Hawaii or California or something like that. And like I started notice a few kids dyed their hair, have have jumped the the psychonaut train, you know. So the influence around here is strong with the skateboarding. Um but that's the update. We have a plan, a rough plan. We need to make a model, like a skate park model. But I know that a few of us have a different we have different preferences on what we want to skate. Um, and to be honest, like it isn't even about what we want to skate The people on like the people that are making this happen, like me and the core group of guys, but it's really what's going to like help the community the best to be honest. Cause like, you know, a lot of kids are going to be going to the skate park and a lot of people that just started skating and, you know, so we're gonna have to appeal to a lot of people. So, and we gotta get that in order. And the main thing, we we can't give up on the fight to have it in Ardmore. You know, because other than the reasons I just listed, um, you know, like it's just important for me that like my community, community around me, you know, they have an opportunity to go. You know, they have an opportunity to get somewhere to skate because like. The towns are talking about putting the skate park in. Like they they have little DIY spots, like at DIY spots like a, a do-it-yourself. So there's like many like do-it-yourself skate parks around there. Not like anything special at all. And they deserve a skate park too, but you know we we started this this vision, you know, and you know, just prefer I- having an art it has to That's
1: be it started.
2: Yes. Yeah. It's doing, it's doing good. We actually held a skate jam. We had a couple events in Ardmore, And, and it, it, it literally drew a crowd. It drew a show. That's how I got my American Ninja Warrior job, actually. That's um, awesome. I was there, and someone saw me there. And one of my, so I know this dude from his bar he used to go to, he's a wrestling fan. Um, he, his friend that ran the, the gym that I work at now, he told her I was a wrestler and skateboarder and I was doing some cool stuff that day they offered me a job and, you know, and even the other opportunities that came from that, just meeting the other skaters and all of the, the contacts they have in terms of just, like, trying to help us, like, make this bigger so we can get, like, more ramps at the next event we have and more skaters just, you know, it it's going great, you know. Just the only thing is uh, location troubles because they're trying to argue that we don't have a place to, to put it in Ardmore, which isn't true because there's so many empty fields and Tennis courts, you know. Yeah. We don't need that much space. Like we could use literally just a tennis court. We just put a couple of ramps and boxes there. All right. You know. Yeah. Thank you. Uh,
1: thank you for the update on all that. Hopefully, something will actually, you know, kind of come to fruition. It finally gets cemented. You know what I mean?
2: I, I believe it will. We believe it too. Like, we put in this much work and this much time into it. Like, you know, like it's definitely, it is going to happen. Like you said, man, the community is only growing. And I can't wait to see next summer. Like, because at this time last year, the community was like, it, I wouldn't even say it was small. It was surprisingly big like you know but even i look back now and i'm just like how many people skateboard now i i used to skate armor all the time we used to go days without seeing people on a skateboard and a couple years ago when i started seeing people on a skateboard i would be like gasp like someone else is riding a skateboard around town like what like now that's the norm Like, like skaters everywhere and i'm proud to be able to say that like you know you know, I'm, I'm kind of an influence in that department, so it's cool.
0: Now, Kalika, uh, you have uh, maybe one last question.
3: I'm trying to think because I remember we talked about his grandma. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and how and how she kind of influenced him on the wrestling.
1: She, uh... and how she was. Hitting on John Cena.
3: Yes, yes. There you got John. I'm trying to remember because I remember I talked about my grandma and she passed, and I'm not. I'm pretty sure yours is still alive, correct? Yes, she's still so, she's still alive. still kicking. So when she found her thoughts, when she found out you wrestled two cold Scorpio.
2: My grandparents aren't reflex like, like that, to be honest. Um, they get it, but they don't like my grandfather might have flash funk to go Scorpio is, but like I'll tell them the accomplishment they're they're just like we already know you're great, like you know like, we're just waiting for you to get on TV <laughs> <That> I <hate>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I might have said in the last interview that like that they're like not that they don't believe in the wrestling, but like. I know they really wanted me to grow up in other aspects of life. Like, literally, just like, and they, like I said, they weren't gonna force me, never do anything. They still supported me. They're still so the best grandparents, you know, anyone can ask for. It. But even this summer, when I noticed that like, I just took the initiative to, like, you know, and these jobs I got, literally, like, I didn't apply. Like, they kind of just fell on my lap, and I'm glad. That I was doing what I was doing before, like my summer, because I was literally just living my life, doing what I had to do, um, and having fun, and like getting the kid out of my system. You know, was, like I, I went through a lot as a kid, and as happy as I was as a kid, because you don't even you don't realize how how messed up things kind of are. I missed out on a lot. Like, so I remember when I graduated high school, I was just skating, you know, having fun, just doing me. And this past year, this past summer, um just grew up like like a lot. <laughs> definitely still a kid. Uh, definitely still immature in some ways, but even just like like me not being home at like any point of the day, like, being busy every single, like, every single day, like, doing something every single day to, like, further my life in every possible aspect, not just in wrestling. That's, like, they're proud of that more than anything. And Now, now they're like, we can't wait to see you on TV, because, like, they see you working super hard, not just hard at what I want, like if that makes any sense. Um, But just hard for Everything for everyone, you know. Yeah. Even just being able to like, and my grandparents they kind of reject my help. Like, uh, even just being able to do like, oh, like, here you guys go, and they're just like, oh, like, nah, like, you know, like, because they used to be like, oh, you don't, you don't help us with nothing, blah blah blah. It's like, I was like, damn, they want me to like, you know. But I think it was really just the initiative and just like them seeing me grow up like, see, yes, like, <laughs> see, doesn't it feel good to like, like, you know, just like, doesn't it feel good to further your life in every aspect of the way? Because I've never been a person that's like, been like, oh, I need money or I need things. I've always been pretty fortunate enough, even while wrestling. I was in the year to be like at least like making a, like an okay amount like in terms of like when I do wrestle when I do go places and people buy my shirts and you know and just right. I've been blessed to be able to to even make it this far without like even working and now working and having just not just one income but like two incomes left that was a big jump from like having almost no money at all to just having like you know just having a little bit of money to do stuff. So um they've seen that and and they're beyond proud. Like and even is more proud of the wrestling too, like because of the fact that they see me working hard. So and yeah. And I think that's been a main thing in the past years, people seeing that I've been working harder because we all work hard. you know, Even last year, I was working hard. I was working out a lot. I was studying that shit so much. I was asking so many questions about wrestling and just, you know, but now I have a different respect even for what my grandparents did for me when I was a kid. Is, uh. I used to live with my parents tonight. Like, they weren't as, you know, well off and when my mom died, my uh, things got rough for my dad. So my grandparents kinda had to take care of me. And I used to think my grandparents were rich because of how how much better they did than my parents. And that's not the case at all. Like my grandparents very much went like not broke, but they very much went like poor providing for us. like you know what I mean, like, and just waking up, like, early, <laughs> I've ne- I haven't i have had to wake up early consistently since, uh, since I went to high school, like, you know.
1: And that's the like, true win of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but waking up early and just working and seeing how some days you really don't want to do that, and dude, my grandparents, like, my grandmother doesn't uh, do taxing, taxing work now, but she should not have to work now. She takes care of older people, but she's older herself, and she's actually, like, she deals with an immune, uh, immune system. I think it's lupus and something else. She has, like, a terminal cough, and I, I don't even understand how she how she does it because like we all tell her like you know she's probably not working you know I don't think anyone in this house would be upset if uh if so, well there's me my younger brother my younger sister my younger sister's the young and she's about to turn 18 but I don't think any of us would have had an issue if the, my grandmother was like yeah you're gonna have to fend for yourself but like you know is to see how much she puts on the table. And my grandfather, I think I said this last night, he was the nicest guy ever. I've never heard of curse in my life. Like that's uh, not a lie. <laughs> like like it's not a lie at all. Like never never heard him curse in my life. Never heard of him yell at my grandmother. My grandmother on the other hand <laughs> Yeah. But, <laughs> no. <laughs> my grandfather, no. Um, so yeah, I know it feels for me, it feels like good to finally, and I'm talking as if they didn't have that approval and they weren't proud of the wrestling and all that, and they they were and they were approving of it, but they weren't all the way sold, just in terms of like just everything else and like me not seeing um, anything else but wrestling. Or or skating or anything else I wanted to do. Or Going to the gym, like, that's another thing. Like I would walk out of the gym, or I would walk to the gym late at night, like two in the morning, and like, cause I live two minutes from a gym. So anytime I'm feeling like anxious or just like, you know, or or just feeling like I need to get on it, I can just go to the gym, like just right to the gym, and I know, like unless I tell them we're going to the gym, like they might not assume we're going to the gym. So like like, you know, it yeah, I've I've noticed this past year as we've grown up and and even with the wrestling, like they've noticed something gone just like more and more and like and yeah, like like I know they're proud and like even AEW, they've watched AEW a few times and uh <laughs> I think it was like Dr. Martin versus uh, somebody. My grandmother really saw Dr. Martin. She goes, you know, that ought to be you right there. Like, you know. She's like, I don't see you do that a million times. But like,
3: you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, my God. Like, That's grandma for you, though. That's yeah. Gra-
2: <laughs> for them, like, they already know that I have the talent. I think they might, they don't understand how hard it is to, like, necessarily be one of those guys to be you know showcase so because to them if you have it why aren't you on T V you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, um, like my dad on the other hand, he understands like I think most people understand, but older people, um they might understand as much. And I won't even say older people, like, I'll, I'll just say people that might not be in the loop of wrestling much, you know? Like, because they like wrestling. My grandfather loves wrestling, but it's at a casual level, you know? They're yeah. not, they weren't enough up, like, stories and, and hearing shit, like, about, you know, about how wrestlers did things. I remember when I started wrestling, even my grandmother would be like, you gotta do this, and that, she's like, these wrestlers, when they first started, she would, like, Google what they did, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, these, I'm like, I'm a different taste. These people are at a different level. You know, I appreciate what you're trying to say, but, you know, I'm going to just do me, and you know what, though? They was right, like, you know, and all they were trying to say at that time is you might want to just think about other, doing other things, too. Like, and I took that as like you might want to give up on wrestling. You know, and that is not what they were saying at all. But you don't realize that until you know, until you get further along term your perspective changes and you know. Yeah. Yeah. All
1: right. And uh now on to a controversial subject. Pineapple on pizza. What's your stance?
2: Well pizza, pineapple and pizza? Yeah. I know I know someone earlier today was like you're buying me of someone from Hawaii but I can't do it. Nah. No pizza with pineapple on it. I I'm not even gonna lie, I get made fun of now because I only like cheese pizza as of this moment.
1: I mean I had a plain pizza olio today. So so I'm in the same boat.
2: I had plain I really had plain pizza before this interview. I had two <laughs> slices of bella Italia.
1: I had one Sorry. single slice.
2: <laughs> yeah, these are huge slices too. Uh,
1: what's your spirit Pokemon?
2: Oof, I'm not too well versed in my Pokemon knowledge, but I'll say Charmander. I I know I know what a Charmander is. All right. At least I, I know the name. At least you asked me what it is. I was like, uh. <laughs>
1: I'm more of a
2: Dragon Ball Z guy.
1: Hey, you're preaching to the choir here. That's the Uh, Weirdest thing you'll ever be asked on a wrestling podcast, would you ever consider wrestling a rock? Not Dwayne Johnson, not the country, an actual rock.
2: It depends. It really depends on what point in my career I'm at, what show. Oh, I don't getting paid because <laughs> like if I did at this point and it went viral it could help me it could handle you in some ways but at the end of the day if you're good you're good so I think it could help me but you, then again you never know you know um, I know Jim Cornette would be talking about me <laughs> he, he would he'd be like this old psychedelic psychedelic wrestled a rock not Z-Rock, it's A-Rock. So, um, (laughs) I'll say yes. If you're asking this moment in time, if it's on, like, a show that seems fit for me to wrestle a rock, you know, I'd do it.
1: Just for context, there's this wrestler named Psycho Mike that wrestled an actual rock which was dubbed a Tungsten Man match, an Iron Man match that lasted for two whole weeks.
2: Wow. Yes. It, like, was it film? Is there any footage of this match?
1: Yes, there is footage. <laughs> uh, it,
2: it is was, it continuous two minutes?
1: Uh, Well, it was 15. Two, it's two, two weeks. It was two weeks. He wrestled the actual rock for like over 15 minutes on the actual viewing part of it and then like two weeks later they'll, they'll it's definitely something you have to see to
3: believe pretty much yes yeah. you you will definitely need to cop this in your wrestling archive
2: you know what I, I just I looked it up on YouTube right at this moment
3: you should be
1: able to find it but, but if you can't I'll send it to you <laughs> Um.
2: just so I don't forget that sounds great.
1: We love Tracy Smutters on this show. Um, do you know the acronym for DOG?
2: DOG, like no
1: DOG. Dugonomics.
2: Oh fuck. Like T H U G. Yes. Oh like the acronym like was that no Tracy what's the acronym?
1: T is for terrible, H is for hell, U is for ugly, and G is for jail, because a Doug can't spell.
2: And G is for jail. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, well, once again.
2: Was that a Tracy Smothers?
1: That was a Tracy Smothers classic right there. Yeah.
2: That's uh, yeah. I more of a time.
3: southern thing than anything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. no,
1: it's not a southern thing. He was Italian. Don't let anybody tell you differently.
2: The Italian, the southern Italian.
1: Now it is once again time for that segment: Christian Robinson's bizarre adventure. You're a wrestler that goes up and down the roads and weird, crazy and bizarre things are bound to happen. Can you tell us a road story that fits that description?
2: <laughs> um, I, I know I do. I want to figure out which one that I want to tell. Because there's so, every interview I ever do, I end up telling one, and as soon as it's over, I'm like, oh my god. why? I did not tell that. Why did I tell that? Um, But I'll start it off late just so I can like brainstorm and like and think of some other stuff while even telling this one. But so we're going to Atlanta. This is November of last year. Um, We get to Atlanta. We're wrestling at AWE the next day. So we get there. We got a hotel booked for us. We're in this nice hotel. um, And we're at like like the center mecca of Atlanta. So I don't remember exactly where. That's kind of messed up. But um, like, really walk out of the hotel, it's popping. There's bars, there's there's restaurants, there's everything. So me and the boys, it's me, Pat, Patch Ellis. Griffin and Charlie, um, we are going to get something to eat. I ordered nachos, hmm. so so putting the fact that these nachos, it costs like eleven bucks. So I'm thinking I'm paying for like nachos for me, like you know, like the standard size of nachos. But yeah, get there, it's literally a whole entree. Nachos, like, like enough to feed like a class of like, <laughs> you know, two two third grade classes in a birthday party.
1: Oh my gosh.
2: Like, yeah, there's there's like, it's a whole entree nachos for eleven bucks. So I'm like, sweet, like, you know, take it back to the hotel. I probably eat like a quarter of it. I'm, sh- I'm sharing <laughs> the nachos. Uh, my TV, just like fell, but, like, was saved by my pillow. That is so lucky. That is so lucky. All right. Sorry about that. Can you hear me? Oh, shit. You're, You're fine. fine. Oh. Um, so, I get these answers. I'm sharing them, you know. Um, I'm going to fill in the mouth. <laughs> because, like, after a little bit, I'm like, nah, I'm too hungry, obviously. And Charlie's like, oh, no, there's no trash can. Just put it in the freezer. There's a refrigerator. So I'm like, all right, yeah, there's no trash can. you know." So I put the nachos in the fridge, like in the hotel fridge. And in the morning the next day, <laughs> we're cleaning out. Like, we're about to check out of the hotel. I take the nachos out, and I'm about to, like, throw them away. Charlie's like, what are you doing? And I like, I to find the trash can until he's out. And he's like, nah, that's all right. And I'm like, assuming he's going to take care of him, And he just like, receives to start eating cold nachos.
4: Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what the? <laughs> so I'm glad he hasn't seen me after his eat-
3: Oh, my goodness. Your stomach's oh. on another planet eating oh, god <laughs> I, I could not even know my stomach now.
2: Cold no, notches. No. I'm like I'm, you know, I'm not gonna judge them. Guys yeah, seen weirder, and it really, according to other people, there's a few people. Actually, no, there was only one person that I met, and we were with her. I mentioned this, and she was like, "Oh no, I eat cold nachos too." And I was like, alright. <laughs> That's the only other person I let know. And no. The only other person I know that'll do that. Um, mm. But yeah, he proceeds to do that. And mind you, this is before we gotta wrestle. Like, Charlie's in a tag team title match that night. Like he's defending his titles, like it's a big night. Like, you know. So I'm just like, damn, you're really just gonna just like Eat all them cold ass nachos, like <laughs> all that cheese beans. Your your soggy tortilla chips that aren't tortilla chips anymore.
1: No. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I was just I was blast I was blasphemized. I had to make up a new word dude. I yeah, I couldn't. And Griffin McCoy, he probably didn't tell you this, but he eats jelly. He's like he would eat what just jelly
3: okay yeah, We heard it right
2: just jelly <laughs> <laughs> it's like you'll just take a scoop of jelly you know some people will eat peanut butter by itself yes yes yeah. peanut butter is not weird I I take scoops of peanut butter occasionally yeah jelly. but I can
3: see jelly I can see jelly yeah.
2: you, you would take a scoop of jelly
3: Bro, before, like when I was younger, peanut butter and jelly was not my thing. I would just eat a jelly sandwich. So really?
2: me scooping oh, a
3: no. thing of jelly was not my thing. Was 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 oh, right. within that's my tough. wheelhouse.
2: Okay. Well, that's better than I like, just scooping jelly. But a jelly sandwich, oh, I, I can't. I I can't talk. Like when I was like when I was a kid and we were super poor, we used to make syrup sandwiches.
3: Oh yeah, syrup sandwiches, yeah. sugar sandwiches. I have a son that eats, like, sour cream straight out the damn thing. So, to me, nothing surprises me anymore.
2: <laughs>
3: like, <laughs> like, you know, nothing fucking surprises me anymore.
2: That's unheard <laughs> of. Yeah, you know, like, Tiger also thinks that Greek yogurt is the same as sour cream. It's-
3: what? They um, are not the same. No, they are not, <laughs> they are, they are not the
2: same. They're definitely not the same. Um, but I'm all right. Give me 30 seconds to brainstorm one more good story. If not, I have more that I can't tell. But I, I really want it to be. I really want. It, there's so many good things. Like, there's so many things I can't There's so many stories I can't tell here. But there's so many. To protect the innocent. Stories. Yeah, to protect the you innocent. Know, we ain't mean, no snitches. Like, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I got people too. Like, they're yeah, not even yeah. on me, but, you know. Uh, um, man, I Can't think of too many. I, hey, all I know is those young, anytime me and young Dunbar are doing a long drives. And we're playing Uno in the car and we're just doing whatever, you know, like it is literally always like just like a oh, wow. Yeah, like it is always like the best time. It's like
1: There's always a story with like, those guys.
2: <laughs> yeah. We're always roasting. We're always like, you know even the the madness of Charlie Tiger just uh <laughs>
0: funniest guy
2: <laughs> man, you really gotta keep tabs on the man. Like, like, so, I'll, I can, all right, I, I'll tell this one. So, all right. I hope he doesn't get mad at me telling tell this. But I don't think he will. Um, so a year ago, two years ago, I think. Damn, man, it. Time's going by, but at the same place in Atlanta. Um, so, the day before Atlanta, um, I did not plan to go. This was also my first time going here. And it was like a, 15 car, a 15-hour car ride. And I definitely did not want to go this one time. But the circumstances leading up to it, I was kind of forced to go. Um, so, me, Charlie, and... Jay Free, I don't know if you've heard of J3.
1: I believe so, yes.
2: Um, j is a battle rapper slash professional wrestler. He's great, by the way. Check out his battle rapping. Um, he hasn't been wrestling as much. He's trying to get back in the game, though. So, you know, take a look at his stuff and get a chance. Uh, but we we'll go to his rap battle. Um, and Charlie, the next day, had to be in Atlanta to win the tag team title. So, yes, this was two years ago. Was, uh, now, I remember, he was about to win the tag team title. Um, but the other half of them, down broke uh, Pat, Jordan, and Dom and Griffin, they were in Jersey. They were, like, staying the night at Jordan and Pat's place because they were going to go to Atlanta the the night before, or the night after, or really the morning, the upcoming morning, to be there the next night. Um, so Charlie went to the rap battle with me and Jay, um, and initially Griffin was so Griffin and Charlie are the primary drivers of our group, um, and initially Dom was gonna pick up Charles from where he was, or no, 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 Charles was going to drive from his house to Jersey to meet up with them, but they did not want to wait for him, because he was going to end up being there a little late, like, he was literally going to end up being there late, um, and there's really no fault that side, all they were trying to do was make sure they were getting there, and Charlie was just trying to support his friend. And to be fair, Charlie did have like time. Like, he definitely had enough time. But the way things were working out, and like, they were trying to leave without him. They there trying to get there in time. Because the past few times before that, they hadn't gotten there on time at all. And like, in wrestling, you can't get to the building on time. It just put so much stress just on everything. So I understand what they're coming, to, like where they're coming from. Um, but they ended up like, "Yo, oh, Chuck, we can't take you. Um, sorry." Um, so Dom is just gonna end up being in the title match, and Charlie was obviously. I
0: don't get to relax. You've and been on your own thing. He spilled water all over
2: his bad ass. Um, he didn't want to. He didn't want to like, you know. He didn't want to be left out of, you know, winning the world titles or winning the tag team titles. So he's definitely a little pissed. Mm-hmm. And Jay Free, you know, we're with Jay, and we're like, you know what, I man, we gotta do the right thing. And we gotta take him to Atlanta, um, and we're like, "All right, you know, we take him to Atlanta." But leading up to that, Charlie's like mad, mad, and uh, I think he had some drink. We were all drinking a little bit, like after rap battle, so he was like kind of drunk. And then he just proceeds to roll down the window <laughs> and scream, "Fuck the world!" <laughs> Meadows, who's there too, Rip,
1: um, yeah.
2: Rip. He grabs Charlie. <laughs> because Charlie's whole upper body is like out the front of the window. <laughs> and like it almost looked like he tried to jump out the window. <laughs> and he would grab him and then, and then he just like pissed. Like and then me and Jay are like, alright, we gotta go to the Atlanta. <laughs> so we go to Atlanta and that was literally like just like literally just like a movie because like we roll up there they didn't know Charlie was coming like you know and Charlie like especially the way things went down like it was very hostile like Charlie was like really trying to leave me and like whatever and like you know like things got kind of like you know like, we got there and they're like Kind of tense. Like, they're like, "Oh, you made it!" And Charlie's like, "Yeah, <laughs> I made it." <laughs> uh, eventually, I up winning the world title. The season, but not season. ended up winning the AWE tag team titles. Um, and then it's a great night after. Um, but even there that night, like there was a henny after the show, and like. Murder One's there, Chit Day's there, like literally everyone from like that, Atlanta scenes outside, ACH is outside, and we're all just chatting and I'm having like, a great time. like. And like that's like one I can think of like now because it was just at the top of my head. But yeah, that, that's like, you know, that's at least, those are the stories I can at least tell you
1: fair enough and they were good stories thank you for sharing
2: thank you, <laughs> thank you for asking you <laughs> uh, I'm,
1: I'm going to think about those cold nachos <laughs> uh, on, a, on a more serious note um, last year uh, last time we asked you where do you see yourself in five years um, let's simplify it a little bit more this time What's your goal for this upcoming year?
2: My goal for this upcoming year is to really show people. Like, I think I'm doing it this year. Um, but my goal for this upcoming year is to be one of the pillars of, you know, independent wrestling. Like, and I don't mean, like, by this time next year, I expect to be Will Ospreay. Or, like, you know, or anything like that. But even how, even how, dude, my, one of my best friends, Jordan Oliver, remember what people want to say? He's one of the pillars of independent wrestling right now. Like, he's truly innovating, truly one of a kind. And people feel, you know, people feel everything he's doing right now. And, you know yeah I could say that I want to do that exact same I want to do the exact same thing I want people to know like when I step in that frame you know you yeah. get hundred to ten percent what you see you know people play gimmicks I don't play gimmicks you know I'm just me and yeah I think within the next year that's really my main goal. To put anything, I guess, tangible on it, I'll say, you know, I have yet to win a title yet in wrestling. Ooh. Um, yeah, right. how that I, Selfishly, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see though. Um, selfishly, I mean, wrestlers will be the first people to tell you this, but that, none of that means anything. Just because you don't win anything within whatever it doesn't mean you're not doing your thing but I will say it it is nice even when I saw Charlie and Pat with titles around their shoulders and I'm like that it feels good for me to even see them have titles like you know yeah so I'm like I definitely want titles on my shoulder, around my waist you know
1: one on your shoulder one on your waist one on the other
2: shoulder yeah yeah just gold, I want gold everywhere, you know. <laughs> I dig on. it Yeah. Like Myron Reed, the Bell collector.
1: Um <laughs> <laughs> since we are nearing <clears throat> the conclusion of this interview, we are wrestling with the eight questions of doom
2: Okay, I'm ready for the eight questions
1: this is this is actually the 8 questions of Doom Strikes Back this is yes. an all new for 8 questions different from the previous 8 that you answered last time but it is still our bonus round, our speed round the round where we see who you really are, are you ready Christian? I'm ready excluding your own greatest mats of all time
2: Oof, that's a hard one, man, greatest match of all time, man, like, I want to say from like a pure, like, standpoint and like what people would probably say is like one of the Ric Flair and Steamboat matches, and it's hard to disagree with that, to be honest, um, it is another one just in, in terms of, I guess the effect it had on the business and like, you know, like it's everything it did, like, like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, um,
1: the Ironman match or the
2: Ironman match, Iron match, um, even Stone Cold and Hulk Hogan, and I'm not, or Stone Cold and Hulk Hogan, I'm sorry, The Rock, <laughs> <laughs> The Rock and Hulk Hogan, or any one of The Rock and Austins, too, like, I think those, I probably need about four, and those aren't even, like, my personal, like, watching, in terms of, like, when I watch, it's gotta be the greatest match, like, I definitely am watching those, like, oh, that was a great match, and, like,
1: well,
2: in your but opinion, in greatest of the match of all made, time? hmm Um, dude, it's hard to argue with Kenny and Ricada in terms of match pace and just like mm-hmm. the limits that they really went to. I know it's like a general, like, like totally, like, you know, yeah, you probably had like five people say that, like, you know. This is the um, first
1: time you. This is the first time I've asked the question.
2: <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Alright. Cool. Um, maybe you'll hear more people say it. And even like uh, man, like yeah, Ricochet and Austin like, match, like I wouldn't say it's the greatest match. I wouldn't say it's the greatest match of all time, in terms of like you know in terms of what people would rank the like, greatest match of all time, like you know, like yeah. a smart or like but everything they did in that match, basically, how could you not put that up there as one of the greatest matches ever? Just like oh, ability wise. Just like what was done in that match. You know, and that goes the same thing for Kenny and Okada in a different sense, like very like great like athleticism athleticism in that match, but the storytelling that made the athleticism in that match was what made it great. And the Ospreys and Ricochet, the athleticism that made that match great. um, And not necessarily the storytelling, you know. Um, All right. Episode and, end of
1: but the that sp-
2: match did have storytelling.
1: Opposite end of the spectrum, worst match of all time.
2: Oh my god, (laughs) man, I I've seen a lot of bad matches by being an independent wrestler, Um, but I won't do that to any of those guys. I will keep it strictly (laughs) (laughs) matches that I've like watched, like maybe on TV, just like. You know, but um, man, there's so many. But like, that this is the crazy thing. Like, I have literally imagine I want to say, I can't say that though, because like the people on the scene, like I don't want to like, I don't want to shit on anyone. Um, Get out
1: that golden suffer.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but
2: even as you're on TV, I'm trying to think like, like. I seen some terrible matches. Like honestly, this ain't the worst match I've seen. Not at all. Um, there was a really bad Eva Marie match <laughs> I saw not too, not too long ago. Um, Eva,
1: oh my God, an Eva Marie match. All right, awesome.
2: <laughs> and uh, I hope, man, I Eva Marie's probably a lovely person realize <laughs> you know um, yeah yeah but
1: all right we yeah. accept that question that answer next question you're the captain of a survival series team which four wrestlers do you pick as your teammates
2: man I think you guys know that one if it's not young dumb and broke <laughs> So, if I'm choosing Young, Dumb, and Broke, right? All so right. I'm Jordan Houser, Alice Taylor, Griffin McCoy, and Charlie Tiger. But, if it wasn't Young, Dumb, and Broke, I know people are going to be like, of course, you said that. I, I don't choose... think anybody
1: would fault you for that. Okay. I mean, it's a solid pick.
2: <laughs> solid pick. If it yeah. wasn't, then...
1: Oh, okay, yeah.
2: Oh, you can actually
1: actually you can ask your question. No, no, no. I cut
2: you off. <laughs> it wasn't this. Uh Reed Walker. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Reed Walker.
1: Yes. I believe so.
2: As, absolute prodigy. Absolute stud. He's gonna be the man. Marcus Mathers. Literally the same thing I just said about Reed. Like... You know, Ryan Redfield. I don't know if you guys are Ryan Redfield either, but Ryan Redfield, Steve Sanders. I think that was four, right?
1: Yes, I believe so.
0: Yeah.
2: Right? That's what I was you're on, a, you're
1: on an eight-hour car right? You can only listen to one wrestling theme song. Which do you pick?
2: One wrestling theme?
1: For eight hours.
2: Man, That's hard. I want to say so can it be a mashup of two theme songs? Sure, why not? You know if there's wrestling mashups? There's this one on YouTube. It's a Christian theme song, in Shinsuke Nakamura's. It is which, the most beautiful piece of music, ever. Which it's Christian
1: like theme? I last the you on your own.
2: The 2005 version.
1: Oh, um, just close your eyes by. But, just close
2: your eyes, but, but. Waterproof version. Yes. Um and Shinsuke Steen's song, The Rising Sun, they match the song together and it just sounds like a real song. Like, just the, the key of both of the songs and like, how in sync one part is to another, like it's like a perfect like, you know, I could listen to that for eight hours. I, I probably have listened to that for eight hours.
1: I'm gonna have to Google that. That sounds really interesting.
2: Yeah, it's Great song.
1: Is Chris Jericho a Canadian from Canada or an American from Canada?
2: Are you asking? Is this like a. He's. So I believe he was born in New York, right? Yes. But he's a Canadian.
1: He'll tell you he's a Canadian. Is that. He'll tell you he's Canadian, but technically born in America. But in your opinion, is he a Canadian yeah. from Canada or an American from Canada?
2: I, I'd say he's a Canadian from Canada. You know, he might not have been born in Canada. If he spent the majority of his youth in a place, that's where you're from. Not to me. Like, if you spent... Like, if you moved, like, let's say you lived in Let's say you live in, like, California until you are like, eight years old. But then, like, you moved to Philly when you are eight, and now you're, like, you're, like, 20 years old, and they ask you where you're from. I I think you're from Philly, like, just being honest, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, but I'm sure some people think differently, you know. But I think wherever you spent the majority of your formative, especially those younger years, like, I think that's where you're from.
1: Connecticut is in the New England region. WWE headquarters is located in Stanford. What is the average weight of an African elephant?
2: Of an an African elephant?
1: Yes. What
4: the hell?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought for second, I thought you asked me like a question recorded like like you know how you got like they're like super black now? i like what is their like average I don't know man. Let's say three let's say three percent.
1: That is the correct answer.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> Finish the sentence. People are fake Wrestling is
2: real. Yeah.
1: And the last question, the main event, the thing everybody wants to know, as always, since the last time we've spoken, have you ever had a conversation with a stranger in a supermarket about Darby Allen?
2: Oh, you did ask you this last time. No, I have not but I feel like i I feel like i had, I feel like I will what like, and that is
1: also the correct answer
0: never changes.
2: <laughs> it never changes I got to see I got to see live yesterday, which is great. I've actually plenty. met him so
1: yeah,
2: yeah. that's great. Of, um, he's even uh, never
3: heard anyone speak of Darby Allen. So he, so,
1: he did not. So you did not. So
3: you're not alone.
1: <laughs> and that will conclude this interview. Thank you so much for coming on and speaking to us once again, Christian.
2: No problem. Like I said, uh, a lot of wrestlers. I actually didn't. Think, so a lot of wrestlers don't like doing podcasts you know, but I love doing podcasts. I love any chance I have an opportunity to you know, tell my story, or you just help people out and, and people help me out, like, it's it it means something to me. Just, you know, a lot of wrestlers will tell you I don't like doing podcasts. People, you know, they've only got, like, this amount of listeners, and I've already done this for any podcast, and I'll say is, man, you never know who's listening. Different audiences are different audiences, and you can never get better at explaining your story. Um, and you guys interviewed me when not a lot of people were trying to interview me, you know, um, like I could be The Rock, maybe in WrestleMania and movies or whatever. You guys can hit me up, and I'll still do your interview, no matter what point in my career I'm at, you know? And, and that just goes back even to last year, like, you know, you guys really believed in me, you guys wanted me on your show, and especially at that point, a lot less people are showing you how, how much they believe in you and how special, how special they are. I'll always remember who the first people who some of the first people were, so... Now you guys hold a special place in my heart when it comes to the podcasting, you know. Um, so, thank again, you. thank you.
1: Thank you so much for that. And, you know, we – what it was one year ago we started doing interviews. Um, we were not a proven commodity back then. Um, you know, you just saw a DM from a stranger, and you took a chance on us. And I highly thought we would be where we are without Christian Robertson taking a chance on us. So, from all of us at Wrestling With Entertainment, I I absolutely thank you so much for taking that chance on us, talking with us, and one year later, continuing to talk to us.
2: Oh, of course. Like, you know, oh, yeah, I guess yeah. I thank you guys, too. Like You guys, like, It takes a while to realize it, but you guys are doing your thing, too. Like, you guys are just as important as, you know, as us. You know, if we can't get out there to explain who we are and if people can't connect with us any further than what we show them, then, like, that kind of limits us, you know. All I know is I loved wrestling, and I got into every wrestler who I ever loved much more when I got to know who they were, so –
1: that was you very, guys. That was great, really yeah. That was that's oh, an yeah. awesome way to to say that.
3: Oh yeah, because it, it's crazy the way that you said it. Because I, I get, I could get why wrestlers are like hesitant. Because some people are in it trying to do the gotcha thing, and and it it really took a lot of balls for you to even come to us, especially when we were trying to find our way to like. Improvise and highlight the wrestler instead of trying to be the dirt cheap people. Because that's where I think you know a lot of people get their get their rocks off with the, with the rumors and stuff. But when you try to get people to know the person behind the 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 character, I think that's like the most important. And I think for you, man, I think this was just like the genesis of last year was just your genesis, man. You're just gonna. Blow up, so just keep doing
2: Thank your thing. You. Thank you. And that is much truth to literally what you just said, man. Like, you know, oh, no. like it—it's uh, man. Keep, yeah, uh, people. uh yeah, people do try to do this the whole headlines thing. Try to catch people off guard crazy stuff and like, you know. Good thing you guys recognize that that's not the way to not the way to go.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely.
2: So, like you know, you said likewise, man. You guys keep doing your thing.
1: Yeah, always we try to shine a spotlight on our guests and give them a platform to speak
2: their minds.
1: Christian, um, could you tell us where uh, we can find you on social media?
2: yeah so on Twitter. I'm Christ six ten, so that's K H R I S T six one zero. Instagram, I'm tripping balls, so tripping underscore balls with three L's, one S, um, and that's it. Everywhere else, I'm on YouTube. I I don't push content heavy on YouTube, but Summer of wrestling's on there, so. Going there if you want to. It's Tripping Balls also. Um, you can see me at Paradigm. I'm sanctioned pro next week on the 17th. Sean Henderson presents. Hopefully, Blitz, Blitzkrieg again. And, you know, everywhere else, in New Jersey, that's the local, you know, that's getting their ground up.
1: You got
2: a merchandise or pro wrestling tees? So, pro wrestling tees, I've been advised by a few people that I should probably not use pro wrestling tees for a number of reasons, mainly because apparently it might be... I don't know how true this is, but apparently there's something about race. Something racist with with them that I've heard. Um, right. I can't confirm or deny but I can say that I've heard that. And... Um, you have to have a certain amount of followers or something like that. I believe and the percentage pay they're taking out. Um, At the point, even last year I was selling my shirts, I would have definitely loved to keep every penny that I could have, especially at the position I was in. But even now, um, just with more money and just being able to make more and just invest in yourself more like I'm sure you'll see my t-shirts on somewhere soon that you can go online and buy
1: alright and yeah. you won't even have it yeah.
2: um, but if you do if anyone wants to buy a shirt just contact me directly I'm mailing them out we've got the two designs that you've probably seen that we can just print out any moment and send them out to you um and we got a couple new ones on the way too. So expect by at least the end of the year to have a couple new designs.
1: All right. Well, uh, all those links will be in the description of the video below but on YouTube and box. Nothing to copy and paste. Just click it. A new tab will open. You can follow him. You've been listening to him for over three hours. Buy a damn short.
2: That's crazy. It Doesn't feel like three hours.
1: <laughs> it does not. Uh, obviously, hey, the one year anniversary, Big Thank longest you. interview. Heck, I love
2: it. Heck yeah. Second, hey, second podcast longest interview. Now next time I come on, we gotta do, we gotta top this somehow. It doesn't have to be a long. It doesn't have to be long, but whatever we do, we gotta top it.
1: Oh, I'm sure we'll find some something
2: to We'll find to top a way. <laughs> There'll be a way. We'll top it, but thank you again, guys.
1: Absolutely. Much and if love.
2: You,
1: if you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, comment, put on YouTube and CastBox. Thank you for listening to the one-year anniversary interview. It's been one year. We're not going anywhere. Join us next week as we interview Ike the Bite. Uh The week after that, Alexia Nicole. Uh, of course this was sponsored by Rogue Energy. Use promo code Wrestling with E for ten percent off your next purchase. Uh follow Wrestling with Entertainment at um on Twitter and Instagram at Wrestling with E. You can follow us individually as well. I'm at James J nine nine three. Where can they find Coleco?
3: Find me hungover from this one year anniversary and I am Coleco.
1: And, of course, you can find Scooter at Scooter Dust. All right, uh, Christian, when I say Wrestling Wit, you say Entertainment. Cool. For our special guest, Christian Robinson, Calico Yacht, Scooter Dust, I'm James J. and this has been Wrestling Wit.
2: Entertaining.
3: One-year animation. Hey, guys, this is Brutal Bob Evans from Hangs with Bob Seminars and com, and you are listening to Wrestling with Entertainment, one of my favorite
2: podcasts in the whole wide world. Hey, folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling with Entertainment. Enjoy the show. Support these guys. We appreciate it very much. We'll see you at ringside.